Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest Podcast. My name is Joe, and my pronouns are he, him. Hey, this is Andy. My pronouns are also he, him. Hi, I'm Kelly, and my pronouns are she, her. Hey, Kelly. Welcome to the Geekiest. Thank you. So I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, thank Excellent. you. Excellent. So, uh, Joe, I don't know if you know, um, Kelly here has had a has 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 a very very interesting. Uh, 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 YouTube career so far. <laughs> uh, Kelly here is a she is a she is a a YouTube creator um, amongst other things amongst other many geeky things. Oh yeah, and um, she, uh, her her big claim to fame on YouTube is what Kelly? I oh you you're looking for the name of the show? Yeah, yeah, it's called Meat and Veg. And it's a uh, it's a channel where I geek out about vegetables, uh, but in a super non-judgmental way, um, and with no expectations or anything. It's not about promoting veganism. It's not about telling you what you should or shouldn't eat. It's just like, look at my fucking cool vegetables. Aren't these cool? Now, when you say when you say judgmental, it almost sounds like you know vegetables are judgmental. And well. And certain yeah. ones, I would say, yeah, they are, because you know, broccoli, those are bastards. But what asparagus thinks she's better than you, but she's yeah. full of shit. Okay, <laughs> don't, don't let her get away with that. <laughs> Very funny. So, Kelly I, is one of my is Kelly Joe is one of my oldest friends. Okay, um, like. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, and I have been friends since I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I met you in through your high school, actually. Yeah, yeah, through I, through high school friends. <laughs> well, sort of. I it occurred to me like years later just how super weird it was that I was like a college student just hanging out at a high school in a high school club, but like. I was just like this weird person who didn't know how like human beings interact. And I was like, this is normal. So, <laughs> but I mean, I was the same age as, as you guys were. So it's not like yeah. I was 30. So in yeah, fairness, but, no, but you were like, you were hanging out with, um, with Dan and, and, and a few other guys who did the radio program, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I did the radio show with them and, mm -hmm. uh, and I was, I was hanging out. That's actually how I met Dan as well. It was through the Paladin Society. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. I met, met a whole cool. bunch of you guys. I had more friends in your high school than I ever had in any school I went to. How does that work? Well, because we were the coolest. I mean, you know, we were the only the only school in that I've ever heard of at the time that had a medieval club. So that yeah, is fact. Yeah, no, no. The the Paladin Society is definitely uh I'm not gonna say unique, but it is very scarce to find uh medieval reenactment history clubs for sure yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, that was it. It really was one of the best experiences I've I've ever had. So, oh, it's, I mean, I mean, I just I look at at the friends that you know Kayla has and you have, and you know, and and through and through those connections I have, and it's everything starts with oh yeah, well we were at you know we were, met them at Paladin <laughs> Society or. I was teaching, you know, I was teaching, you know, sword work at Paladin Society or, you know, or, or just this one time in Paladin Society. Well, <laughs> it's a good thing you guys never had Paladin Society camp. Yeah, what? true. I mean, but you had Ren Fair. We had, yeah, we had camp outs. Yeah. Ren Fair is just about the same. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, I actually, I came across the, you know the uh, the channel once you were uh once you, once you started putting stuff out and i said what has she gotten herself into now <laughs> and <laughs> and i i got to say kelly i have never given so much shit about vegetables before <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> honestly it is it is one of the most fun and interesting little uh it, and, and you say little, but not not to demean it at all. But little, because, um, <laughs> but but seriously, I mean, it could be, it, it could, it could get really big, and that's that, my opinion. I think it would be great. I appreciate um, that. Mainly because it's it's you don't just go, hey, look at this, it's awesome, you know, and you just kind of shove it in the camera. But you actually you you tell you, you tell everybody what it can be used for, and you know, interesting little tid, you know, little facts and tidbits about it that nobody ever knew before and and it's like oh did you know that this is actually part of this family this uh, this vegetables family and you can use it as this and all these you say that Andy, and i was just been thinking about i saw a tiktok the other day and someone was like why is every vegetable just a variation of cabbage it is oh my god i talk about this all the time the brassica family is fucking enormous one of these days, I want to get like merch that that has like um, like house brassica, and <laughs> has it in this really stylized way and stuff. The brassica family, which is you know the cabbages and the and all of that, and the cruciferous vegetables, they took one scrubby, shitty little mustard plant and they turned it into almost every vegetable you've ever met in your life. It's amazing. You just happened to, to to hit on one of my sort of pet subjects. I had a whole episode that was just like I happened to have bought a whole bunch of brassicas, and I was just like, "Guess what else is a brassica?" <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch that episode because it's like every time you look, it's like, "Oh, well, I you know I, I happen to like you know Brussels sprouts." Oh, that's I mean that's that's an obvious you know. Yeah. But yeah. then it's like I like broccoli also, also. cauliflower also. The Romanesco that I'm holding in the picture, that's a brassica. And mustard is brassica. And that means your canola oil comes from brassicas. And uh, what else? Like turnips? What? And kohlrabi? And what else? Kale. Like yeah, Kale? Every single variety of kale? Like nutso things are brassicas. Like things you wouldn't even... Something... I just discovered something the other day was a brassica. And it blew my mind, and I've already forgotten it because that's what my mind does. It's but, like beef jerky or something is actually yeah, brassica. It's something, it's something <laughs> like that, you know, where you're just like, "How? What? No? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
What did I'll we do? Re- How did we do this? <laughs> I'll remember it halfway through recording, and I'll just suddenly blurt it out. This is just a warning. Like, oh, I hope so. The guy in the back office of my brain is like, I'll get to work on that right away. <laughs> and he's looking through all my files, and it's going to take him a while. That's awesome. <laughs> my brain's not on digital yet. It's still a card catalog. <laughs> it's still analog, right? For real. It's just like a super old guy with like Coke bottle glasses who's just like, I'll go through the fire. Oh, I think that's under C. <laughs> okay, for, for the youngsters listening, oh, the yeah. file was something you had to use in a library to find where the books were. A library is a building where people have to go. I, I will say, uh, from so I, we, I've I was looking to do like learn to play D and D stuff uh, last year pre COVID, um, and I, I got hooked up with the local library system to uh, to do this. And so I wanted to go check out like the library I was going to you know primarily be at. And as much as we joke around about oh they you know you can get everything you know through your computer or your phone, there are still a lot of people and the kids especially, which made my heart. Uh, feel good uh, using, using the library uh, yeah. and especially and this is one of the things that irritates me and I'm going off on a tangent I know but uh, if you say decide hey you know I would like to read uh, the the uh, Justice League Babel uh, collected edition they keep that shit in the kids section and the juvenile section <laughs> <laughs> and nothing feels weirder than having to go to like the juvenile library and you're like, uh, I need to get, I need to get one of, the, one of the graphic novels or the collected editions as like a 40 oh. something. <laughs> and, and you, ha- I don't know if you've seen a picture of me. I have long hair and I think I've gone, is, would we say I've, I've, I'm almost ZZ top in my beard? I, I know I've definitely traversed into like wizard. You and I are fantasy dwarves. That's just yeah. how it is. This is true, but but I have I, I have yeah, for I have forsworn shaving and you have, uh, you have. can't quite tuck the be- the tip of my beard into my belt yet. But yeah, so uh, uh, you know, imagine imagine me walking up to wearing probably oh, yeah. a NASCAR T-shirt or something of that nature. Going, I need to get the uh, can I get the the JLA Babel collected edition or. I'm really looking for uh, you got House of M over there. <laughs> do you open? Can I? Can I? Can I do you want me to go get that, or do or do you get it? I I I love how it sounds like it. Like you're getting something shameful, you know, right. like like the yeah. librarian's gonna open their overcoat and be like, "I got it," you know. Well, <laughs> I, I I I present it that way because I uh, one of the libraries I went to go get. Um, I went to go get it, get a book, and she had like they had locked that section up, and they unlocked it, and like, oh, you know, just go in and grab stuff. And I'm like, all right, so I go walk in, and kids kind of followed me in. Oh no! <laughs> oh so, no! Yeah, I I was like, I was grabbing, and I turned around, and, like the kids are like grabbing other books and sitting down, and the librarian came in, and she was like. Uh, can you just get your stuff and go? And I'm like, yes, yeah, no, sorry. I didn't realize they followed me in. Maybe the adult who was responsible for this section. <sighs> it, okay. This was, it was either oh, going yeah. to be, it was either going to turn out to be one of the greatest days of your life or one of the worst days of your <laughs> life. 
<laughs> so I, I the, the the reality is now I just you know you go online, you request them through through the system, and just pick them up at the front desk, or at least well, have, you, have you tried the OverDrive app yet? OverDrive, haven't even heard of it. Oh my have. god. Oh my god! I know I'm here to talk about vegetables, but hold up! Like no, this is my here favorite to talk about thing in the world. Things. You're here to oh, talk sweet. about geek things. Sweet. Okay, strap in. There's this app. There's a couple of them now. I like the OverDrive app. There's also one called Libby. It's by the same people. As long as you have a library card, you can access free uh, movies, audiobooks, uh, books, graphic novels, all kinds of stuff through your library and just download it straight to your phone or your Kindle or whatever kind of thing you have. So wow. all during the pandemic, I was on overdrive borrowing stuff from the library and it helps to support your library and like show that they're still relevant and people are still using it. And while they weren't open for people to go in, you can still be getting materials. And, you know, I listen to a bunch of audiobooks and, uh, and stuff like that. And it's completely free. Every single part of it is free. Wow. That's, you know, that's a key point right there. Just for knowing. Cool. Yeah, no, that is definitely a key point. Um, you know yeah. what? When Because Broward County Library used to have their own app. And I remember I went to use it during the pandemic. And I think I think Broward County was like sending you to get Libby. But there was, yeah. some, sort of, there was some sort of glitch in like recognizing... And it may just be my end and my my library card has expired. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I I did see the Libby one. I, I have to check yeah, that out again. As far as I can tell, there's not a lot of difference between Libby and Overdrive. They seem to be wanting people to migrate towards Libby. But like, I got old person brains. So like the one that I figured out first is the one I'm sticking with. Like I if there's ever another social media thing that gets more popular than Facebook, I'm staying on Facebook. You're lucky I'm not still on MySpace. Like <laughs> my brain's not traveling as fast as it used to. And I just want to sit still for a second. <laughs> like, Mind you, I need to go check my Friendster account. Right? <laughs> you kids go run. I'll watch. You're doing great. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if I even still remember. I probably don't even know the the password for my the lo my login for MySpace. Which uh, I I I have a feeling that I don't even have access to that email that I use for MySpace anymore. I think I logged into MySpace a few years ago just to see, and it just made me sad and feel real weird to be there. But what's even sadder is if you have a live journal, because I do still remember my login for that. Mm. And it's like such a weird time capsule of all the stuff that I used to be into. And you can see which of your, um, uh, you know, like which of your groups have closed and which of your friends have closed their accounts down. And there's still a ton of people still on there for some reason. So, so you're, you're sort of, you could be considered sort of more, more like a retro geek then, right? A little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, a, a bit. I I haven't kept up with a lot of geeky stuff, um, just uh, for reasons. And uh, but I there's a lot of stuff that I used to be into, and I I do think it actually is part of getting older, where you just kind of gravitate towards the stuff you already know mm -hmm. and are used to, like the way my grandmother used to watch the the westerns from the fifties, and yeah. like that's her time period she was stuck in. Um, 
so yeah, I think a lot of the stuff, the geeky stuff that I gravitate to, not all, but a lot of it is like older stuff that I, I did was into when I was younger. But I, I still, there's plenty of geeky stuff I'm into, just not, there's a lot of stuff I didn't keep up with. I didn't keep up with video games and it's like real shameful. That's and okay. uh, like, I, I, you gotta understand, like, I started playing video games when I was like two. I had a Texas Instruments and then we mm-hmm. had a ColecoVision Atom. And then we had an NES, and then we had the Super NES, and then, like, we just didn't have anything for a long time. And video games started to become, like, 3D, and that just, like, fucked with my eyeballs. I remember trying to play that, what was that, 3D Mario on, like, N64 or something. I didn't actually have that console, but somebody did. And, like, I just, it gave me such a headache, I had to stop and... And then for a while, it just seemed like all the video games were just first-person shooters, which don't really interest me. Yeah. So uh, I missed out on a lot of the early days of video games that are now considered old school. And I'm a little yeah. bit stuck in the very old school. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's funny that you're talking about, you know, how, how certain types of games gave you, you know, I, you know, major, major you know, messed with your eyes and stuff, you know, yeah. uh, um, we actually have, uh, uh, me, uh, Joe, Kayla, we have a, a mutual friend who, you know, retro gamer, like, like all of us, you know, but, um, he's like, he's like, I can't play first person shooters. I can't play driving games, anything right. that's first person. He goes, it gives me just horrible vertigo. The, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that camp as well. Are you? Um, okay. I, uh, I, I, I'm sort of similar to you, Kelly, in that uh, I, I went up to the NES, um, and then like when the Super Nintendo came out, and I went and asked Mom, "Hey, can I get this for Christmas?" And it was like uh, last year I spent sixty dollars on all those games I got you. Will you still be able to play them? And I was like, "Heck no, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a deal with you. I will keep buying you." regular Nintendo games and you'll be happy with that. Um, no. So I, I didn't get back into like, you know, con- like the, the modern console games until I, I purchased my own PS2. Um, mm-hmm. Because because oh, wow. in, in college I had ex- been exposed to like the, 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 the first PlayStation and those, those games are okay. But as I was saying, I, uh, my senior year, I was an RA and, my school, the the university had just like gotten into like having actual like computer science, computer gaming program, yeah. and so and so two of my residents had uh they had their own server in their room, and they're like, oh, we're gonna do like you know we're gonna play you know Doom with a couple other people or no not Doom Quake with a couple other people across oh, you know the God, campus. I remember that. So I'm sitting there and I'm you know playing along and and you know and I accidentally like look slightly off from the monitor and fell out the chair just like wow. completely lost my balance <laughs> fell out of the chair and i was like oh yeah so like first person shooters um i have if like if i can pull out slightly do you like that over the shoulder shot i'm i i can play those um same thing like i as i've mentioned previously and it's well known i am a fan of nascar i used to get the nascar racing games for for the playstation and I can't do the behind the wheel though. I have to actually do like where you pull out and like see the front half of the car because so, otherwise, just so really, so really, what you're saying is you pull out games weak. 
No, my strength is in my pullout game. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, it is the most popular method. I'm just saying. Oh, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. <laughs> and yet here we are for accidental pregnancies. That's why uh, here we are. Yeah. Half <laughs> <laughs> of us wouldn't be here. It wasn't so popular. <laughs> so oh. I have a question, Kelly. What what got you into wanting to talk about vegetables to the internet? A couple of things. Okay, so um, the the origin story. And look, I'm gonna I'm just gonna admit to my narcissism here. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me this. <laughs> I wanted to get big enough that like somebody would be like, "Tell me about this," and I'll be like, "Well, take a seat." Here we go. Um, I get real excited about vegetables. I really like them. Um, I grew up eating vegetables, and it, I, I grew up really enjoying them, although I grew up in the Midwest. So, like, you know, you go to the grocery store, and you got, like, the same varieties of stuff. And mm -hmm. then I moved out to Oregon, and all of a sudden, I'm going to farmer's markets, and we got everything. And I'm like, I didn't even know there was some of this stuff. And then I started getting seed catalogs, like the Baker Creek seed, which is just like vegetable porn. And it's like, so <laughs> like vibrant and shit. And I'm just like, Oh my God. So part of it came from the day I first had a Japanese sweet potato and I pretty much just like nutted in my pants <laughs> and I wanted to go door to door and just be like, have you had this put this in your mouth? Like, trust me, I know I'm a stranger, but put this in your mouth. It's so good. I wanted to tell everybody I've ever met. It is so, so, so delicious. That was part of it. And then the nice. other part was just like in talking to people about vegetables and in, in doing things, you know, the Facebook thing where like you make food and you post it mm. um, like a lot. I, I just came to realize so many people I know just don't know anything about vegetables at all. Like, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't really have a lot of friends, but on the rare occasion that I was at somebody else's home, there were no vegetables there at all. And if there were, it was like something from a can or something like that. And I started noticing how people talk about vegetables. And I noticed that all the people that I was growing up with just had no familiarity whatsoever. And even if they wanted to eat more vegetables, they just had no idea where to start. Like... Mm -hmm. How do you know what to eat if you don't know what anything tastes like or how to make it or what to do with it? And so I wanted to imagine it like like the produce section is like a party. And when you're at a party and you don't know anybody, you're not going to have a good time. I mean, you can, but like your chances are pretty low. But if you've got somebody there to like kind of drag you around and do the have you met Ted kind of thing, you know, like, yeah. and introduce you and be like, this is my friend. This is what I think you're going to like about them. Like now, if you want to have a, a conversation with them, go for it, you know? And so right, I'm there right. to make introductions, which is why it's, it's meat and veg, which is also like, you know, you got your fun pun in there. I can't take credit for that. A friend of mine came up with it and I could have just like kissed her full on the lips for that. Because I was, I knew there was some kind of clever name somewhere, and I just couldn't think of it. And then she gave me that, and I was like, "You son of a bitch!" Oh. Um, yeah. So it's it's just about, and nothing is about pushing anything on anybody. It's just introductions. It's just, you know, it's it's just showing you that there's something out there that you might not have tried, and giving you an idea of what you might like about it. And if you were going to try it yourself 
giving you an idea of how you might like to try it, things that you can do with it and sort of modeling that because yeah. if you don't see somebody do it, you know, how do you even know where to start? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, and a little bit of it is that sort of Tom Sawyer painting the fence sort of thing. You know, when you see somebody enjoy something, you want to do the thing and enjoy it yourself. Yeah, so, of course. So, yeah. you know, I want to give people excitement. I don't want it to be like, you know, you need to eat this so that your legs don't fall off. You know, it's like everybody knows you need your vitamins. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not a punishment. It's not <laughs> like, these things are awesome. Don't eat them because they're healthy. Don't eat them because somebody said you have to. Eat them because they're fucking good. And they're yeah. yummy, you know, um, and you can enjoy them. I, I first of all, definitely uh, racked up a couple of geek points there. Yeah. Uh, be, be, I grew up with eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of like when I tell people like, oh, you know, we used to just my grandmother used to do like spare ribs in and sauerkraut, you know, and be like, oh, oh yes. sauerkraut. Oh, my God. It's like you, you like. Part of me was like, well, that's because, you know, my grandmother's half German and and this is something we do. And the other part's like, you, do you realize how good sauerkraut is for you? Like, there's a reason why the German Empire, you know, uh, made it a mandatory thing on all of their naval vessels because it, it, you know, the fermented sauerkraut, you know, provides enough vitamin C to prevent scurvy, but doesn't, you know, doesn't go bad like uh, right. you know, citrus. Yeah, it'll it'll keep for God just about ever. Yeah. yeah, I growing up, we always strangely. I tell people like I grew up, there was always like a can of sauerkraut or a container of sauerkraut in the fridge for no reason. Just it was in there, and I used to. I had to be ten or eleven. I used to always go in, grab like a you know a plug of it, put it in my you know, like like the baseball players used to have the plug of tobacco in their you know in their lip. I used to put a, put a plug of <laughs> Sauerkraut in my lip and walk around the rest of the day, sucking down. <laughs> exactly how sauerkraut. I was imagining it too. Just like like we used to do with big league chew, where you yeah. like oh, your lip yeah. and you're like, I'm a big kid. Yeah. No, I, I I have to tell you both, I hate cabbage. It is it is, it is it, yeah, I can't stand friendship cancel. Right, friendship cancel. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing the only thing I can eat cabbage in honestly is like um egg rolls. I'm sorry. And uh, what now? And like egg rolls. Oh, delicious. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're great there, but I mean, like, like, um, my wife, uh, one of her big things is she likes to make, uh, uh, glomkies, uh, uh, cabbage rolls. Ooh, mm. I've never heard of that. that. I mean, I've heard of cabbage rolls, but I've never heard of glomkies. It's, is that Polish? I, I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Uh, there it's like, uh, it's like cabbage rolls in a, in like a tomato based sauce kind of thing, you know, like rolled up and she, she likes them, you know, the, the, my kids like them, you know, I, I, no, I can't do them. I, I've tried them. I, I can't do it at all. And just, you know, no, I, don't know. I don't know. Do you like coleslaw? No. <gasps> what? I don't, I don't like that. I don't, uh, anything cabbage Andy, based. Uh, I know. I'm not a co-host. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll. Uh, <laughs> no, it's. I'll it's, turn in my badge. <laughs> well, you know the nice thing. There's so many vegetables in the world. Like you don't have to like them all. You yeah, know, it's it's totally fine not to like a thing. I will say though, if you've only ever had something one way, um, my rule of thumb when trying something new is to try it three different ways, because mm -hmm, yeah. if you if you don't like it one way, 
you might like it a different way and and things change dramatically depending on how you prepare them yeah. you like a lot of people think that they hate brussels sprouts because most people boil them and they turn into like mm -hmm. gross little fart balls and uh there's a million ways to make brussels sprouts where there's like not a hint of fart yes. <laughs> so you know no, I, you you get it right on the head i uh i i remember i i hated brussels i didn't hate brussels sprouts but it was always like if that was what the vegetable was with dinner, I, I will eat it, but I was always reluctant. And then I, for health reasons, was doing like the, the Mediterranean slash South Beach diet thing. And one, okay. and one of the recipes was roasted. I think it was, no, it wasn't roasted. Yeah, it was roasted, pan roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh, yes. So simple. Um, you know, once you remove those those tough outside leaves and you know, and it was, you know, tossed in olive oil with a little bit of Parmesan cheese. And I cooked it and I served it to my, my parents as well because I was living at home with them. And I was like, I didn't see you do anything with bacon. Why do, why do I taste bacon? Because it's in bacon fat. No, it was in olive oil. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They do work really well with bacon, though. If you, <laughs> That's what everybody's telling me. It's like, it's like, oh, if you hate Brussels sprouts, you have to just have them like pan- seared in bacon grease or they're really know, good with bacon um also i went somewhere where they had them roasted with like um, a maple chili kind of glaze Ooh. oh my dude like Ooh. oh my dude like it was so good it, but in fairness it, you there are things you just won't like and you mm -hmm. like brian hates brussels sprouts i have gotten him to the point where he'll be like look i'm not throwing it up but I don't want this, you know, like you've done the best you possibly can with Brussels sprouts, but it's still not a thing I want. So yeah. if you come up against that wall, like there's no shame in just being like, this isn't for me, yeah. but maple it's chili, Brussels sprouts, holy shit. I, Game that, that, yeah, that sounds awesome. It, now that, I, was, I was just going to say, Kelly, now that you've mentioned him, can you please do more videos of him trying stuff? That was the best ever <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was like well i don't hate it <laughs> yeah i mean he's, he's honest in his assessments i do have a video i never put out where he did try a brussels sprout thing in right. in his defense i tried something new and i put anchovies in it and anchovies are <laughs> like you know they're they're already polarizing yeah um, but in fairness, I made it for me, and I was just like, "Well, let's get Brian to try it. I, he's gonna hate it, but let's just see how that looks." And uh, <laughs> he did not. He, I, I thought I was getting divorced. Like he, was <laughs> I, yeah, I think I did see that one, didn't I? I don't think I posted that. I, I think he mentioned it in a later episode. Maybe. Like, you know, oh, like that time with the Brussels sprouts, and then we both went, <laughs> "Oh, I, I, I had to." Uh... Strange foods and things like I grew up eating canned sardines. Right on. And I, I was explaining this week, uh, this weekend uh, how, to someone how to eat canned sardines. They're like, what do I do? How do I eat it? You know, I've, I, you know, and it's like the way I grew up, you know, you'd get like the, the townhouse crackers, put them on that with a little bit of mustard and, you know. Yeah, or, man, that's, that's a little off to me. I, but then I was so sorry. Go ahead. 
so I was explaining how it's like, okay, so there's sardines that way. I said, but did you know you can get whole sardines? Uh, and I got exposed to cooking whole sardines uh, when I lived in New York. A uh, person I was seeing at the time, her her sister-in-law had graduated, got her PhD. And so uh, we were doing like graduation barbecue grilling things. But she was right. from Portugal. And grilled sardines is a huge part of the the portuguese diet i guess so her father comes in and he is like i heard you're the the grill guy i i was the grill guy because i guess they assumed because i was from the south nominally i i've somehow had expert grilling skills i mean i do have good grilling skills don't get me wrong okay. and then he went to okay. explain how to grill a whole i was like do i need to clean it do I, he's like no no you grill it whole okay oh, okay and then you just, what do you just like pick the whole thing up and just like, yum, 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 like a bear? Uh, no. <laughs> so you, no, that's I mean, how you do it. You, I mean, you, you do like the, you toss it in like some olive oil and salt and whatever, grill it. And when, if it's grilled properly, you they grab the head and you can pull the head and the whole backbone out in one pull. And then you just kind of eat it with a fork. That is badass. I want that now. I have to say the first one I did on the grill did not, I, cause it's like, you're sitting there, like the skin is, is, you know, charring up and it's like, I don't, how do, I don't know if I'm overcooking or so I can't see the meat to know whether it's, you know, done or not. So like the first one he is, you know, the, the dad went to pull the head and he's like, Oh no, no, put this one back on the grill a little longer. I'm like, okay. It's like the first pancake the you know, like the first one's always going to be shitty. So you just got to forgive yourself for that first one. Why is the first one? Oh, why is it always the first one? Like you don't know the temperature of the uh, of the pan, but you should be at the like if you are like. Well, I mean, I guess it's like if you make them once in a blue moon, you know. But like, I've had your coffee you, yet? If you make them consistently, you know, then you should be able to just be like, okay, I know how to do this. Let's do it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, you know, I don't make them anymore, but when I was a kid, we used to make them a lot because like, it's really easy to just get like, mm -hmm. get some flour and water and shit. Um, and, uh, no, no matter how much I made them, the first one was like crap. <laughs> I, I, I think it is that you just get impatient and you start doing it before the pan is at proper temperature. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. We're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> We're human. We're idiots. Yeah. I mean, the, that's, it's not untrue. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. What were you going to say, Joe? I was just, um, so I, 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 again, so, so you, you want to be the ambassador for vegetables and especially those kind of outside of the mainstream of vegetables, it sounds like. You know, yeah. Well, yes, yes to the first part. Absolutely, I would love to be the ambassador to Vegetable Land. I imagine that title comes with a really cool hat, and I am in for it. I like. I am. I am up for that, and Maybe I am. Maybe a monocle. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, I wear glasses, so like a monocle over the glasses, like I mean, oversized. there's just literally nothing cooler than that. I mean, Are we like. I won't even have to tell people how awesome I am. They'll just know. Is a cravat uh, pushing it though? No, no. <laughs> a cravat is never too much. It's always never a good day for a cravat. Okay. Like, come on now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would love to be the vegetable ambassador. I do. I do feel a little bit bad that I have been focusing a lot on unusual stuff. 
I'm, I'm always kind of rethinking what I'm doing and like, am I doing what I want to do? Am I doing this right? You know, and part of it is I want to show my excitement for the things that I'm getting that I'm trying for the first time. Cause again, part of it is modeling, which is just like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to like it. Let's do it. I'm excited to try this new thing. Cause I want to show people what it's like to like get something new and just go into it with just an, an open heart. I really didn't want to use that expression. I feel so dumb saying that, but yeah, just like an open mind and, and an optimistic attitude. Um, but also I want to show people just what kind of variety is out there and that a lot of people think that, that vegetables are boring and people will say, I don't like vegetables, which is just like ridiculous because there's so many and there's no way on earth you've tried them all. Um, but I do want to keep in mind also that there's people that aren't familiar even with very basic vegetables. And I want to keep going back to those because originally my idea was I was going to do a book, which I should have realized, like, I am not the sort of person who's ever going to write a book because that is all, all of your effort is up front and your payoff is later. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you have to have the self-discipline to like write a book. Um, and then it was going to be a blog. And then I was just like, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, finally one day I was just like, I I'm just going to pick up the camera and be like, look at some vegetables. Um, but uh Oh no, where did I go? What happened? <laughs> That's my train of thought. I've got like the, the little windows uh, uh, waiting it, sign on my yeah, forehead. Yeah, um, not just not just the exotic, but you also want to show off mundane. Yes. So my original idea was I was going to do this book where you go vegetable by vegetable. And each, I, oh, I hate to give this away in case somebody just like yoinks it away from me. Cause like <laughs> maybe someday I will still do this. So just like, hello internet. This is my official copyright. Uh, I came up with this first, God damn it. Um, so each one would have like a sticker on it, well, a series of stickers. And so like this sticker, this, this symbol means you can grill this. This symbol means you can eat this raw. This symbol means it has to be peeled. And That's cool. Yeah, and you can like read the whole description and I would like explain some like maybe some trivia about it and some stuff like here's the flavor profiles, here's what it likes to be eaten with and here's the flavors it goes well with. But at a glance, you can see all of these answers and I wanted to have it sort of searchable in a way where you're like, I I'm pulling out the grill, which ones are grillable? And then you just find all the ones that have that symbol. Um, and make it kind of like that. And I, it's, I, a, it's a reference book that in that way. In for sure. I wanted it to be like the ultimate reference book, but I get really excited about doing very complex things and then lose sight of the fact that I'm like, maybe not that capable of creating such a complex thing. Um, and then I get real in my head about it. Cause like, if I can't make it the thing I want it to be, which is like perfect, then I won't do it. And so a lot of the videos is is just me being like, look, I gotta I gotta do something. I can't wait until this is gonna be perfect. If right. if my camera setup's not good, if this isn't good, if that's not perfect, I gotta do something. I can't not do this because this is too important to me, and I've been talking about it for years. I completely agree with you. I, yeah, I, I, so I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea of a of a of a monster manual for vegetables. Fuck yeah, man! You know what? <laughs> I guess my my thinking would be, and I think this may just be because I'm more digital than, I mean, I love my books, don't get me wrong, but like to be able to like pull up a website and like, huh, I'm going to grill today. So I'm going to do vegetable sort by what's grillable and just, you know, click that box and then 
upcoming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I told a friend of mine about it who makes apps and he's like, it kind of sounds like you're describing an app. And I was like, Oh my fucking God, I could have an app. Like <laughs> that, that is so cool. That is, well, that is. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know how you make money off of that without either charging for it, which is like lame or having a ton of advertising on it, which is also That's lame. True. Well, um, but even all of that is sort of putting the cart before the horse. Cause like I haven't built the app, you know, <laughs> you know no. people say, People say put the cart before the horse, but you know what? The, it's like, what if you get a really smart horse and you just look at him and go, this is what you're pulling. And he, the, cor- the horse just goes, okay, I get it. See, if you put the cart before the horse, then he has to push. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, you know, again, what if you get a really smart horse? Then he's smart enough to know you fucked up. Well, all right. <laughs> and he's going to be like, I'm not pulling shit for the likes of you. All right, all right. I'm a, I'm a noble horse with a lineage, and right. You don't right? know where the, you don't know which with way to start with a noble lineage. <laughs> <laughs> I have an active fantasy of mind. Okay, right? um, you know, I that's that is such the question is like how, but I, I don't think it's a wrong question to ask how to monetize things. I mean, you know, every. every- Every creative endeavor or every, you know, it, there, there is, comes to be that question of how, okay, how do I monetize, um, you know, like this podcast, how do we monetize it? Well, we've got the anchor ad in the beginning and we've been looking at other things and we've got merch and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you know, there's that. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's also, I mean, I've definitely thought about certain things. Like I'm not big enough at all to have merch, but I have my mind on it. If it ever gets to that point, like I've been thinking about what kind of merch that I would have. Um, Cause I, I have a tendency to drop stuff that becomes catchphrases. And, and I, I'm always just like, that would be good on a t-shirt, write it down, you know, like, <laughs> write it in your diary, Laura. Um, and <laughs> thank you for picking that Geek up. Point. Geek point. <laughs> Yay. Um, but also I, I, I'm paying attention to what other people do. And I, I see a lot of people doing Patreon which, um, again, I, I feel like you really have to be at a certain level to be able to offer that. Yeah. Um, Ginny um, D, uh, the, the cosplayer. Uh, I like her. I like her stuff. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. But she did. Um, she does a lot of, of, I mean, she does a lot of D&D stuff, but she also does a lot mm-hmm. of CR stuff. Um, yeah. Critical role stuff. Just. Oh, I, I'm, I'm familiar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just want. <laughs> I didn't want she's to. Her, I appreciate it. She's a critter. Uh, she's not. Okay. A, she's not. She's not like on our level, but she's a critter. I'm not on your. No, I'm so far behind. My God. That's okay. That's okay. You don't uh, listen for like like two weeks, and you're like 18 hours behind. Yeah, oh, I'm, well, I'm. I'm still listening from way back at the beginning of February. So okay. So I mentioned before on the show. Uh, I I've been driving for Uber Eats for the last five months, mm-hmm. and so I started. I started when on when driving. I will listen to. To, I started listening to Critical Role, so I started like just after Craghammer, and I finished Campaign One, and now yeah. I'm at, I'm at like episode thirty one or thirty, yeah, thir- no, episode thirty of uh, of Campaign Two. So oh, I, Campaign I, Two is so good. I I know, I know, I've I've I, I'm just like as as things happen, and I'm just like 
I text Kayla uh, while I'm, you know, when I get to a stopping point, it's like recently was, yeah, Lorenzo needs to die. <laughs> um, so, uh, but she did, uh, she did, a, a, I think she did a video um, discussing Patreon and she's like, you know, don't try to use Patreon as an audience building device. Oh, no. Yeah, no. It, you know, it's definitely not an audience building device. It's it's more of once you have an audience, you know, using it to, you know, help support it. You know, it's the real the real question. I mean, and and I go through this, you know, we put out two podcasts about the geekiest and we put out uh, Not Safe for Wizards. And the question constantly, constantly comes up with, do we have enough followers? Do we have enough listeners that a Patreon makes sense? Or is it one of those things, if we put it out there, it's just going to be like another like reminder to myself that mm, we don't really have an audience. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do, though. Or a big, a big audience, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I'm looking at. I feel like that's that's kind of the, the thing. It's... um that's sort of the fear of trying to start something like that because it is very much like hands up who likes mm -hmm. me and around the room and there's no hands up and you're just like, Oh shit. I wish I yeah, hadn't asked. I'd yet. rather not <laughs> know. Fear. That's just fear. fear. And, and as we all know, fear is the mind killer. So. It is. There is the point, total oblivion. Um, yeah. It's a, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know how you could build an audience with it, but it certainly I don't know. You can to a certain degree because I, people like to feel like they're on the inside track of something, mm -hmm. you know, like, especially when they're, they're watching something and you've got that sort of parasocial relationship. Um, it's sort of like when you're watching a TV show or something and you, you watch other people be friends, you want to be part of that. And so a lot of people with their Patreons and stuff, they'll have like private discord, discord yeah. servers and stuff like that so that you get to inch a little bit closer to feeling like actual friendship with the people. Um, so in that way, it, it could build community. But when you're at a certain level, when you're when you're not like real big, your audience is already at that level. You I know? swear to Christ, if Matthew Mercer did that. Oh my I, God. Oh my God. I would be like, I would pledge every goddamn month. I'd be, that would be me. Right, <laughs> just to be on his private Discord and be like, "Hey, Matt." Right. Exactly. I mean, I yeah. There's a couple of podcasts I listen to where they, you know, it's like you sign, you know, at at like the lowest level, they are, you know, you get access to their, you know, the the Patreon only Discord, you know, their that channel. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's a real it's a real question about you know, as a you know taking off the the you know geeky love of things but then trying to be a content creator and find ways to make some sort i mean maybe not make a full living but make uh make enough that you know setting aside the you know i i know for us you know we record it's an hour hour and a half sometimes three and a half hours but it's only when we do cr <laughs> campaign one breakdowns um <laughs> You know, and then there's the, you know, editing that goes on. And, you know, I'm sure you do a fair amount of editing with your videos. So it's like. I don't. I'm going to have to learn once Comic-Cons <laughs> come back. And, and uh, my husband is a is an artist and he sells at Comic-Cons 
And once those come back, I'm going to have to be responsible for editing my own videos and like, uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to try to get Brian on here, too. That would be amazing. Dude, you should do that. You should. Uh, my husband's so awesome. Uh, he you is. should check out his Twitch. He's. Uh, I'm just going to plug him real quick like a total asshole. Uh, <laughs> he's the, the Dead Elvis on Twitch. He's a, a super awesome artist and like his Twitch is so much fun and uh, he's just like the coolest guy. He's just like the coolest, coolest guy. You would love him. Well, can, so you, can we, you're we saying that, you that we should word? just love him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put in a good word. What? Good word? Nothing. All I got to do is say, hey, Brian, you want to do this? He'll be like, I'll see. I'll see. I think he might have been a little hurt that you asked me before him, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> don't say that because oh, that, Andy, that makes me feel bad. Up. That really no, no, does. no, 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 not actually hurt. Maybe surprised. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing. I can I don't. Who, who can know his mind? Um, <laughs> Mr. Twitch guy, and he's like, he's the like there. Um, I'm like, I'm just like, some wiki is coming. There. Up there. Like like just just out of curiosity. Hold on one second. Kelly, run down. Top five oh no. <laughs> I, oh, I there's, there's a win. I'll get you I'll started. Get you Twin Peaks is a huge she's a huge Twin Peaks fan. I what else? yeah, I was pretty big in the Twin Peaks community for a while. Not as much anymore. There was a big in the way fandoms tend to do, but yeah. Um Kids yes. in the Hole for sure. Um yeah. Let me think. Oh god. Now I have these are the days. The baby. That was the only song all the time. And I got so sick of it. Cause like it just it was it was relentless. Oh, yeah. And I still remember one time he was like screaming and we're in the car and my mom and I are both just like at our wits end and she's like, sing the song. And I'm like, no, no. I'm planting my feet in the ground and I'm saying, no, I will not sing that motherfucking song <laughs> one more time. And she's like, God damn it, sing the song. <laughs> <laughs> also, he points to Joe for the Daves I know. Uh, Hell yeah! God, I love that show. Uh, I've met all of them except Mark now. Oh wow! I actually okay. Here's how hard I geeked out over over Kids in the Hall. When I was younger, um, there's two parts. Uh, there's a lot of parts to this actually. Um, I I watched it. You know how they would rerun it? Like it was on the the uh, CBC, but it was also on like um, Comedy HBO. Central, and it was on HBO. And you would get like it would be rerun on Comedy Central, so we don't own like twice a day. I would watch every run of it on every channel, and I knew at every hour of the day exactly how many hours and minutes there were until the next showing and on what channel. Jeepers. And even when it was like a rerun of the same episode in the same day, I had to watch it. And I was obsessed with Dave Foley because, because I, I like him. Sure weird Dave Foley for crying out loud. Oh my God. I was so into Dave Foley and uh, I knit him a blanket cause I'm a weenie. And I was like 14 and I only knew how to knit squares. So I just knit the biggest fucking square I could. And uh, and it was so, like, it was, it was shit looking. But it was a functional blanket, you know? Like, I it did an okay job. And, it was that first uh, pancake. Yeah, well, it was my <laughs> second pancake, actually. So it came out pretty well. Um, <laughs> and I, we, I, I got tickets to go and see them in Toronto. Because oh, wow. I, I, I'm from Michigan. 
And like the day before we were supposed to go, uh, my mom only got paid once a month uh, and her check didn't come and we didn't get to go. And like I had called and called and called and called to get these tickets and I got them and I was so excited and I didn't get to go. And she's like, I'll make it up to you. And I'm like, how? That's not a thing. Um, But then a few years ago, Dave came to town and he was doing stand up and I got to meet him and I brought him the blanket. Oh, yeah. So I have, I have a picture amazing. of the two of us wrapped up in the blanket and I sent it to my mom and I just texted her the picture and I said, thank you for teaching me how to knit. And <laughs> my mom cry. That's so cool. That is really cool. And that was a geek point as well. Yay. Okay. So we had Twin Peaks. We have kids in the hall. What else you got? Sorry, hang on. I'm trying to juggle a cat real quick. Excuse me. Um, Still beneath oh, her own show. That's all I'm saying. Dude, for real. For real. She does have her own Instagram. It's she called does. Look at My Fucking Cat. Yep. Um, yep, yep. I have so many fandoms. And for some reason, it's weird. It's like you can love so many things. And then when somebody's mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, what are your favorite things? You're just like, what are things? What? <laughs> like, huh? Things. Things. <laughs> Oh, I I love I love comedy though. I love English comedy a lot. Oh, yeah. And I love classic comedy like like classic American like like radio shows and stuff and like Jack Benny and and mm-hmm. shit like that and um really fascinated by vaudeville. Those those aren't fandoms. Now I'm just talking about things I like. Why isn't um, it? What's that? Why isn't it? You know it is a little bit. There's a Jack Benny fandom on uh on Facebook. I- um and they're they're pretty loyal. Well, you know, I'm, I'm more asking it rhetorically, like, like, why isn't it, you know, like, yeah. it, it so is. I mean, if you like, like, like there's, there's a Monty Python fandom. You know what oh, I mean? for sure. There's a, there's so, a fandom. So why can't there be a fandom for, I mean, anything, any, any group of fans is a fandom. Absolutely. I think, I think it just depends on how big and how devoted the, the fan group is, exactly. you know? Because, like, there might be a million people who like something, but unless they all get together and talk about it together, it's not really a fandom. Like, fandom implies community. Speaking of which, community is fucking rad. It is. I, I, yeah, I think I, I think I have to agree with Kelly on that definition. It's like, I'm a fan of Jack Benny, uh, full disclosure. I uh, One of my degrees is in, you know, broadcasting, and I love doing, like, the history of broadcasting. And Jack Benny, huge in the you know development of both radio and television you know, as entertainment. um in fact i went to there was a museum of broadcasting in chicago and like i listened through a bunch of the you know they have tapes and stuff of of the old jack benny show i think i did a paper on him or on on his show and like how how his radio show basically put the groundwork down for a lot of the early sitcoms that you know would become the staple of television. Yeah, for sure. Can I? Am I allowed to uh, award yes. you a geek point? Oh you yeah, may. yeah, definitely. Blam! Points to you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> no, I um, I think that that anything like that can be a geekdom. You know, I mean, if if you're if you geek you out over it, then it is. That's just I, oh, absolutely. Out. There's I, I, some weird stuff people build fandoms around, like mm-hmm. unexpected things. And I know that there's something I have in mind that I can't think of, but like if I could, you'd be like, wow. Well, I know one of yours and mine shared geekdoms. Oh, yeah. Um, is uh, uh, Epic Rap Battles. <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. 
Oh my God! Yes, I got to see. Um, oh. I got to see them live, and I got I to know. see uh, Nice Peter by himself live. I am, oh, I have I such a crush on him. I am so like, jealous. Oh, I'm jealous of me, and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> he gives the best hugs. Does he? I I got the best hug from him. I can still feel it now if I close my eyes. <laughs> I, I love Nice Peter so much. <laughs> oh. You know. So for those of you who don't know, Joe, do you know about Epic Rap Battles of History? Oh, my God. I'm I just will. asking. There's people out there that, that aren't in the know, bro. How, how are they not? Are, are they on the internet? Because if you're on the internet, you have seen some part of it somewhere. I mean, I've, I see people who have, like, taken bits and pieces of them and posted them on TikTok even. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sure, sure. Yeah. Like, like, I haven't seen that yet. Like, I want... And I have, I've looked everywhere to try, and I'm just going to have to make it myself. I want a sound bite for my phone every time I get a text message. I want to hear Teddy Roosevelt yelling, what's up, bitches? Yes. <laughs> what's up, bitches? What's up, bitches? That would not be hard to do. I know that the, they've got that sound bite, like, isolated somewhere. I've looked. Like I'll have to look again. I'm probably just gonna have to make it myself. Yeah, I mean, I know there's programs. I don't know if you lose quality. Like I'm, I'm not a tech person, but uh, I know that there's programs where you can uh, take stuff yeah. off of like YouTube and make it into an MP3 and shit of like course. that. Of course. Yeah. So, so now that we all have this, we're all part of this fandom. What is your favorite rap? What is your favorite battle? Rap battle. Oh, that one's hard. Okay, so. It, it, it depends on from what which direction I'm coming at it. Because the one where it was Beethoven versus Justin Bieber, it's, <laughs> it's not that it's the best or most sophisticated of their raps because it's one of their earlier ones. Right. You know, I'm not, I, I mean, although it's real catchy, um, but like, he's just real fucking hot in that. Like, yeah. that, like that's a good look for him. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> But as far as raps go, I think the one that I listen to the most is the Eastern versus Western philosophers. I like that <laughs> one a lot. Yeah, I like. I really enjoyed that one, and I find myself just like listening to that over and over again. There's a bunch of them I listen to a lot, but like I think that's the one I listen to the most. Joe, what's yours? Do you have Do you have one? Jim Henson versus Stan Lee. I was. Uh, good. That's that's probably mine. That's mine is a tie between that one and um um. Uh, Einstein versus uh, Hawking. Yeah. That was a good one, too. I felt bad about liking that one. That was Why? really good. Well, I mean, like, anytime you've got, like, an able-bodied guy pretending to be a, a guy in a wheelchair, like... Uh, he, I, like what are you talking um, about? Hawking won. <laughs> it, that's true. I mean, yeah. He, in my he opinion, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely did. It in was just... Opinion. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just one of those things where it was like riding a line and I know that they try to be pretty respectful and they weren't like being shitty about it, but it's like, I had to keep checking in with myself and be like, is this okay? Am I, is this okay? Is this okay? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think, I think my favorite line from that one is where they're like, um, it's, it's, oh, it's Hawking's clapback where he's like, there are 10 million, 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 million particles. Yes. In the universe that we can observe, your mama took the ugly ones and put them into one nerd. I was like, oh, yes. God, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> that's such a sick line. 
I tell you the line that shocked me the most, and you, I don't know if you're going to want to bleep this, but like uh, the one where it was Darth Vader versus somebody, I can't remember who. And like, it's always Hitler. Yeah. And like out of nowhere, I, I mean, I know they swear, but I, I consider them sort of family friendly, but just like right out the gate, he's like, you big black cunt. And I was like, yes. oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the room went dark and I was like, oh, I, my. <laughs> I watched that one when, when it premiered. I watched that one when it premiered and immediately turned to look at Pam's face. <laughs> he was like, oh. <laughs> And it's not even like the word bothers me. It's like, it's just context. It's just mm-hmm, not yeah. where you expect to hear it. And I, 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 ima- I think of them being very, I mean, despite their swearing and stuff, I, I think of them as being at least somewhat family friendly. And then like, that just came right out the gate. Yeah. Like that came in hot. <laughs> I, I think what's so cool about that, about that series is all the guest stars they can get. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, they've got, that's some clout when you've got Weird Al. You know, oh yeah, and doing and doing your your video, or or um or you know uh, uh Rhett and Link or something. You know what I mean? Like those guys are awesome. Yeah, and I think didn't they have um? Did they have Jenna Marbles in one? Yes, they had Jenna Marbles. They that was Adam and Eve. They had Key and Peel. Yeah. Oh, that was a really good one too. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really good. That's another one that I watched a lot, partially also because there was like a part in it where um, nice Peter just looked really nice. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm human. <laughs> That's, cool. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> you can like things for lots of reasons in totally. lots of ways. <laughs> so, you know what, Kelly, I'm going to talk about a memory. Uh, okay, let's do it. I'm going to tell Joe. Is it the Joe shirt? My God, it's is it the shirt again? I'm leaving the shirt alone. The shirt is done. Okay? God damn it. <laughs> I will send you another shirt. Like, God. <laughs> I just, Kelly, I just looked really good in the shirt. It was That's just a all. black shirt, wasn't it? No, it was a Levi Strauss shirt. It said Levi Strauss. And so what? Like, I mean, not so what it was yours and you cared about it, but I have no recollection of this shirt whatsoever. <laughs> And I, but I feel bad because you you think that I stole it, and I must have. I probably <laughs> did. I, I have I have no idea whatever happened to that shirt. But matter. like, I forget that it ever exists until you bring <laughs> it up again, and then I'm like, oh my god, there was a shirt once. <laughs> I'm a horrible individual. <laughs> for real, I will. I like, and I'm I'm remembering it now in this moment for the first time in in like years since you brought it up last, and I'm like, <laughs> why didn't I ever replace that shirt? <laughs> Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just like messing with you about it. Oh, all right then. Okay, that's fair. That's so, fair. Yeah, exactly. So no, the memory I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell that Joe. Think this is cool. Is um the one uh, D&D campaign that uh, a bunch of us, a bunch of our friends, you, me, and Brian, and a bunch of our friends played together. And mm-hmm. and Brian was running it. He was DMing it, and we were playing um in Discworld. Because Brian, Brian's a big Discworld fan, right? For sure. That's another fandom I'm into. There yeah. you go. And we were, you know, like we'd all like we'd all made like these super like like serious type characters. Like we were ready to just fucking like tear shit up. And then all of a sudden we're in the middle of Ankh Morpork. And, <laughs> and um uh the the ruler of Ankh Morpork 
sent us to through another dimension to take back a rogue wizard to capture or kill a rogue wizard that had made it off Discworld and he's doing illegal stuff with his magic. And we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> we were like, that sounds really cool. So we go through this portal and when Brian starts describing where we are, he's like, he's like, you're in this, this tower. And it seems to be completely made out of glass and stuff, you know, and, and it it took us forever to realize we were in a skyscraper Mm. in Silicon Valley and we were actually sent to take down Bill Gates, who was a rogue wizard (laughs) from that realm. Why do I have no memory of this? I don't, I don't, I don't, I just have obscure memories. Oh my god! I I mean, and that sounds so much like something he would do. Like I've it was so much fun. It was me, you, super fun Brian, DM, or Brian DMing, and yeah. and Brian Drew playing along as well. Was I definitely there? You were a hundred percent there. You guys, never I wasn't a hundred percent there. Clearly, <laughs> no. You, well, okay, you guys were. You were a hundred percent there physically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, that's that's a pretty common occurrence. Huh. Y'all never went anywhere without each other. At, at the time, point. yeah. 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 So, oh, man. It was so much fun. We played right in my living room. It was it was amazing. Oh, my God. <gasps> wait, wait, I can, wait. I can still, I can still remember, remember Brian um, doing, uh, I forget the, I forget his name. Because I've, I've read some of the Discworld novels, but I can't remember the guy's name. But he was like, he was like, don't, he says something like, like, don't, uh, don't hesitate to thank me. You know, <laughs> oh, uh, you're talking about Lord Vetinari, yeah, probably. Christian, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. You know what? I think I, I remember him, I remember you guys playing, and I, I am 99% certain that this was a time he and I weren't doing so great, and he, he used to play that game without me, um, which is fine, like, that's not the problem. Um, and I think he used to go and play with you guys without me. And then he and I broke up and then I like showed up for one of the sessions and it was weird and awkward. And I don't remember why I showed up. I think, I mean, I don't know. I was young and like dumb and, uh, and it was a weird, messy breakup thing. Cause like, obviously we weren't supposed to break up and neither of us knew what to do with that. And I just showed up to one session. So you might remember me being there for one session. But I don't think I was part of that campaign. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm really sure I wasn't. I'm almost 100% sure you were there and you played. Oh, but. fuck. We got to grab Brian and do a tiebreaker and like see which one of us is right. It is entirely <laughs> possible that you're right. Like, I think we've established that I forget things. <laughs> so. <All right. laughs> no, I just, I just remember being a really cool D&D moment in my life. You know, just oh, like, man, like, I am so really sorry that like party group. I, I feel so bad that like that was such Thank a good memory bad. for you and I and it's not there for me like I <laughs> oh, I feel so guilty about that. I we, remember we'll, we'll just have to recreate it, won't we? Yeah, pretty much. We'll have to do that again. Like, yeah, I, Brian's a really good DM. Like, he's a great DM. He does a lot of um, like he throws a bunch of puns in there and he does a bunch mm-hmm. of characters and uh, he he did a campaign. The most recent one it was a couple of years ago because everybody's schedules just wouldn't you know wouldn't match up but like he had so many um like 
like celebrity cameos with like names that were only slightly changed and like we're in the tavern and like it's run by this like really irascible chef named like uh like gordon ramshead and he's like doing mm. the voices and everything and i'm a kender so i'm like stealing shit and i i stole his uh his knife with his his three stars on it and uh <laughs> that, that was such a fun campaign he's a really yeah. good dm Brian, yeah, Brian's a super part of the part of the reason that makes him a good DM is that he's super quick. Like yeah. his, his brain works really fast, and yeah, he's I've just like always, making it up as he goes. Yeah, I've I've always been just in awe of that. I'm like, how come I can't do that? Because I can't. Like, there's it's no the way. same, absolute same. Like I, yeah, it's uh, some people just just got that brain like that, you know. <laughs> I don't know. So so Kelly, I have a question. Let's let's go let's go back to meat and veg. I have a question for you. Okay. Where in the hell did you find that awesome theme song? Oh, okay. Okay. So this is a band that uh that I'm a really big fan of. Um they're called the Kazoo Funk Orchestra. And uh I found them years ago, actually. Um when okay, so going back to the discussion about MySpace. Uh, <laughs> one of the fun things about MySpace is that you you could find uh, a lot of cool bands and they would have like one or two songs that they would let you download for free. Mm -hmm. And then you could go into their friends and see what other bands they were sort of connected to and follow these threads and find other bands. And so I was like always on the lookout for free music. And I, I don't think I found them on MySpace but it was at, it was around the same time when I was just like always on the lookout. And I found this place uh, that's still up, actually. It's where I went and found it when I was looking for it. And it was like, oh, God, I'll, I'll have to find the link for you. It was like something like freemusic.com. I mean, it was something that simple. But it was like royalty-free stuff yeah, that you could awesome. download and use for free. And I found Kazoo Funk Orchestra. And I had downloaded, I think I found them first on MySpace and then found their whole album. And, uh, and I had downloaded their whole album and I just loved it. And then when we were looking for theme music, it was just like the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, I remember these guys and their music is so fun. I'm sure at least one of their songs would be perfect. And it's, it, it wasn't the song that I had thought of first, um, yeah. but it, I knew that one of their songs was going to be it. And when I heard that, I was like, that's the one. Yeah. Like it's every time I hear it, I'm like, that's that's the right song. Like yeah. I, 100%, I love it. 100%. Every time I hear it, every time we hear it, like Pam and I, we smile. Yay. We just, we're like, oh God, that's such a funny, like quirky little song. And it's, yeah, it's just, called Body Sauce. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm always a little scared because even though it's, uh, it's Creative Commons, um, you're I'm just always afraid that I'm, yeah, that like my biggest fear is that like the, the guys from the band, which I don't even think is around anymore, uh, are going to find out and be like, we're mad at you now and you have to stop using it. And I'll be like, what? Like, or like that I, that I'm not doing a good enough job of like crediting them or something. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you put them in the credits of every episode. So, I did. I hope that's, I hope that's enough. I'm not like a, an expert in this stuff, but like whatever credit they want, they can have, like, I'll tell everybody. I love them. Like, yeah. I, I think they're just the, the coolest band and they've got some really great songs too. Like it's so unusual. Um, 
And that whole song, if you ever get a chance to listen to the whole thing, like that's a really cool song. <laughs> it is. It's funny. It's, it's funny. It's interesting. I, I just like the whole time I'm sitting there, like the whole, first time. Okay. Like first video we watched of yours. Right. And I, I'm sitting there going, okay. All right. So she's going to, and then like, whoa, she did an intro. And there's, like, <laughs> there's a title page. And it's like, like all of this, I'm like, holy fuck, where did this come from? Like, <laughs> okay so in fairness so the all of the graphics and stuff that you see that's yeah. like a package that we bought but it doesn't um, matter <laughs> originally all of the 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 words and stuff in the in the intro all of that was like calories and shit and i was like absolutely right. the fuck not absolutely not i'm not i don't want to go anywhere near that kind of thing and so i got rid of it and i was like let's just make it fun Let's just throw in some stuff that people are either going to just kind of barely catch something and be like, I feel like something funny just happened or oh, they'll no, pause I, it and read all the things and be like, I've what done it. Fuck? We've done it. I've, I've paused <laughs> it. And I'm like, Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Like look at that shit. We had a really good time making that. Yeah. <laughs> that's way more fun than calories. Fuck calories. Like, <laughs> that's another thing that is, is really, really important to me on the show is like, Really imparting to people the fact that like vegetables are not diet food. They're not a penance for eating cake. They're not punishment. They're not, you know, a deal that you make with yourself like, oh, I can have this, but then I have to have this. It's like, man, just disconnect just it. it from all of that garbage and just eat it because it's nice and right. just have it because it's fun and enjoy yourself. And like, if you want cake too, have cake too. I don't give a shit. Live your life. Be happy. You know? <laughs> And I feel like it's very hard to find vegetable content that isn't mm -hmm. sort of shaming or attached to diet and like yeah. weight weight shaming and shit like that and um, and isn't attached to like making you feel ashamed of yourself for eating meat or pushing you into veganism. And it's just like, man, I'm not trying to take you on a journey. You know, I'm not trying to change your life. I'm just trying to be like, let's let's try eating a new food that you haven't had before at the end. We're done, you know. That's awesome. No, I, yeah. I, I, that I applaud you on that because it's, it's that's how a lot of folks look at, you know, they look at at vegetables. Unfortunately, is you know, oh well, uh, you know, a cup of broccoli only has you know thirty calories and blah blah blah. Oh, I hate it. And it's I like, it. how about a cup of broccoli tastes fucking good, especially if you dip it in some Greek yogurt. For real. That used to be my. For for a, for a good chunk of time, I would do broccoli and cauliflower florets with Greek yogurt. That was my morning get up and you know get ready for work. Uh, I haven't had that. That's that sounds interesting. I, did you, do you put anything in the Greek yogurt to flavor it, or just plain yogurt? Um, I sometimes would do a little garlic powder, a little onion powder. Just nice. Yeah, you, know, you do you do the onion powder in it, and then it's almost like you know a tangier French uh, French dip. Uh, not yeah, friendship, sure. onion dip. Yeah. yeah. You guys are gonna that stop being be friends with me. You guys are gonna stop being friends with me. I can't do yogurt either. You don't have to. I am, I am not a yogurt person at all. I mean, and, you know, nothing's for everybody. And it's yeah, and no. it's not for lack of trying because I have. You know, I'm like I'm like uh, maybe it was the, like I don't even like frozen yogurt. Like, <laughs> oh wow, frozen I, yogurt I, doesn't I, even taste like yogurt. Right, but it, it all well to me it does because I still taste like that sour. You oh, for sure. Know? Yeah. And I don't and like I don't. the sour. It's, it's, if you don't like something, it's like the princess and the pea, you know, like if you don't like it, you're going to taste yeah. like the tiniest drop of it. Exactly. 
exactly. So, you know, I just don't do it. But um, I, I have to say, out of all the episodes I've watched, I have two favorites of your... Uh, you oh, I have, am... You have, yeah, yeah. you have a fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my two favorite episodes, one is um, the one you did on... Uh, where, where you just got a box of literally everything um, Asian. Oh, the from We. Yes. There's two of those actually. I I I, uh, I, I did the, the one I the one I saw was where you like it actually started it actually started us uh going made me him and I actually venture out to an Asian market. Yay! Um, Good. <laughs> uh yeah, definitely. Um and uh, uh Inoki mushrooms are the bomb. Dude. <laughs> okay. I um I meant to do a video on this and I still will at some point. Um I made Inoki mushroom pancakes. Ooh. From um, a recipe I found online, and oh my god, oh my god, they were so good and really, really easy to make. And it, uh, the recipe that I got, there was also a recipe for like a, a dipping sauce. Yeah, they were so so good. And Brian said they tasted like a meat hash brown. <laughs> you know, I, I'm so I'm so shocked at, at you know why why mushrooms get such a bad rap because like you either love them or hate. It's very polarizing again. Uh, you either love them or hate them because of, I guess, the texture. I really think it's a texture thing. Yeah, a lot of people just can't get over that. But, you know, there's a lot of different types of mushrooms and they don't all have that mushroom texture. So there's exactly. plenty of ones that you could try. Um, there's a lot of varieties of mushrooms that people just don't see because it's not going to be at, at your regular grocery store. I, who um, was it? I, somebody said it and I, God, I, I hope it was you <laughs> that said it, that uh, that said, if you if you're if you don't like mushrooms, you've literally only had two types of mushrooms. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a video that I also saw. Okay. Um, All right. so it was like a TikTok or something, right? Or was, something like that. Uh, oh God, um, I don't remember who it was, but I remember hearing a person say, "If you don't like mushrooms, it's because you've only had one of these two types." Right, right. Um, and one of them, one of them is a uh, is a, just a white button mushroom. Yep. Yep. And the other one is, I guess, uh, uh, um, the big ones. Oh, the portobellos? Portobellos. Yeah. 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 And, and there's not those, that much difference. Those are the two most common mushrooms to get. You know, the, like if you uh, go to the grocery store, that's what you got. Yeah. Yeah. And there's starting to be a little bit more variety. As people ask for it, it's really, a lot of it comes down to demand. Um, but, uh, but, but, yeah, there's... Especially since coming to Oregon, I like my eyes have really been open since coming here because there's so much available here. And but there's there's things available everywhere. You know, there's things that grow in your area that don't necessarily travel well. And so they won't yeah. come to the, the grocery store and they don't necessarily sit on a shelf well. So if you go to your farmer's market, a lot of people think that the farmer's market is just like, oh, you're just, you know, paying for overpriced stuff with some dirt on it. And it's like generally it's cheaper. At the farmer's no, market, pay, actually, and you're going to get for the weird stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, you get the unusual stuff. You get things that are that grow in your area, stuff that's fresh, and you get mm -hmm. to like give your money directly to the farmer and for not sure. to you know some mega you know con conglomeration kind of company that uh, that ships it all over the world and stuff. For sure. Um, I, but I uh, heard, but there's. I have heard 
Oh, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I found my thought that I had abandoned. Oh. Um, <laughs> since coming to Oregon, so many mushrooms grow here. And I've gotten to try so many varieties that I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting to me to know that there's so many more that I still don't know exist. Like there's so much left to discover, right? you know, and they're, they're all delicious. I haven't had a bad one yet. I have heard amazing things about wood ear. <gasps> yes. Wood ear is an interesting texture. You, you gotta be uh, adventurous with your, with your textures. It's, it's a little rubbery, mm-hmm. which I'm super down with. I'm yeah. like, um, but yeah, they're, they're really yummy. I actually, I have some coming and if I can make a, a video, um, I found a recipe for wood ear mushrooms and, uh, and I'm really excited to try it. And it's got like the Chinese vinegar and stuff in there. Right. Um, and it, it sounds really good. I'm, I'm trying to do a lot more experimenting with Asian flavors, um, partially just because I don't know that much about them. And I, and I, and I really like learning more and sort of expanding my, my repertoire of flavors um, but also because I find a lot of Asian uh, cultures, a lot of Asian cuisines use vegetables more. There's, Especially on the West Coast, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just in 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 general, I mean, you know, um, the the Southeast Asian uh, cuisines, and and you've got like Indian food and all of that. Like, there's so many interesting and and um, what's the word? Uh, there's so many. Uh, variations on vegetable dishes and and dishes that really showcase the flavors of vegetables. And we just don't have that in Western cuisine very much. Well, well, I I think that's one of the interesting things about where you are is the, definitely the, the, you know, Pacific, the, the Western Pacific area has, uh, you know, Northern Pacific is especially, um, you guys have had this huge like explosion of food, uh, uh, like just culture, uh, in, in the last like 10 years, you know, and, and, or last 10, 20 years, as a matter of fact. And it's really amazing. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's that, the, the food cart culture for, mm-hmm. for the most part, I mean, cause food carts are so much less expensive to start and to run, you know, I, from everything I hear, a restaurant is just impossible to to keep running. Yeah, like it's really difficult. But a food yeah. cart is a lot more doable, and so you've got you know everybody and their brother coming and starting up these food food pods, and Absolutely. it's it's just all about the variety. And we've got food carts from around the world, and that's the best. You know, when you've got everybody coming from everywhere and bringing their traditions and just sharing it. Um, it's fantastic. I mean, you can get bulgogi at one cart and then go right next door and get poutine and go, mm. go to the next cart and get a burrito, you know, nice. and it's all there. And, uh, and holy shit, Korean food. I had yeah. no idea anything could be so good. And I had never had it until I came to Portland and I only had it a few years ago. And mm. I'm so mad at every year of my life. I wasn't eating Korean food. Korean food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every time, every time you post something to your social media where you're, where you t- you guys go out and get something to eat, I'm so jealous. Looking at oh. the food, it's just it's <laughs> so amazing. Um, yeah, and we don't even go out as much as as we used to. Used to, but, well, COVID. Uh, 
I mean, well, COVID and also like since I got the Brimleys now, like there's all the shit I can't eat anymore, which yeah. is like a real pain in the ass. Um, so there's all these things that I I miss trying and and having. And I'll still do it occasionally, but I, I have to make it very occasionally. Like yesterday, yes. we got Bombay pizza, which is like a fusion of pizza and um, Indian food. Indian, right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's just delicious. This <laughs> Next time you come out and visit, I'm taking you there. You're going to love it. Okay. Okay. It, it's I mean, funny you, you brought up the Bombay pizza. Um, like I said, I do Uber Eats. And, uh nice couple weeks back i did a pickup from a place that's tandoor pizza and cuisine yeah it's going to be the same general idea yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Have, have you tried I, it um i did not try the pizza and and the funny story is um i love indian food first of all and i i did not try it you know i, I, I did not get exposed to it until i was almost 30 and much like you i you know i i lament uh my my late introduction to it um but the customer like i picked up the order i'm backing out of the parking spot and the customer canceled the order <gasps> free food yeah well first of all that's a foul because you know that's money right yeah. i got paid i got the full pay okay. oh well good and then i had uh i had chicken biryani uh vegetable pakorma and i don't remember what the 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 small fried things were um but i and they were very healthy entree sizes and i ate that stuff for like the next four days like nice <laughs> that was dang that's like like christmas yeah. from early like you get yeah. paid to eat good food like for real yeah, yeah no it was the funny thing was it was a it was a double trip so i had uh, i had picked up an order beforehand which was from another uh indian restaurant down here um, so yeah, my car had the, the delicious smell of, of cumin and, uh, you know, curry and, and all of that. It was just, it's a good day good to be day. in my car. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I love the way those smells just like hang in the air. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing, I did an episode not too long ago where I got some stuff delivered from an Indian grocery store and, uh, and I, I kind of want to do a lot more of that and sort of encourage people to venture out and go to different sort of ethnic grocery stores and, and start experimenting a little bit more with, you know, things that are, uh, they're not used to. Um, and, uh, and so I, I got a bunch of stuff from this Indian grocery store, tried some things I, excuse me, I had never had. And I had been making all these different recipes like all week my apartment smelled so flipping good. It was like, it just, I think it's part of, partially because you bloom your spices in, in oil. And right. so it sort of, um, it just kind of attaches itself to the air and stays there. And it, I remember thinking like so many times I'll smell something that's coming from somebody else's apartment and I'm like mad because it smells so good, but I had no idea, just not the first clue how I would replicate that. And I'm like, now it's my turn. Now I'm this is my apartment. I'm just imagine you like sniffing the air and just getting pissed. Like, <laughs> oh, for real. There was one time I made something really good, and then I stepped outside, and somebody else had made something clearly better. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> 
That's you clearly superior bitch. <laughs> I was like so mad about it. And I was just like, all right, fine. I guess you win. <laughs> no, you're, um, you're, uh, the whole, the, the whole Asian, the, the, the two Asian videos you did made us go out to a, um, an Asian market. We found a, uh, mostly Vietnamese. Nice. But, but it had a little bit of everything in there as well. And, uh, because I was dead set on making fresh ramen because oh, yes. to, me, to me, that is like my, that is probably my favorite thing, honestly. Like that's probably like my favorite food is ramen now. Oh my um, God. Ramen is so good. Mm-hmm. That's well, another I mean, thing I didn't discover until way late. Especially if it's done right. You know what I mean? Cause like everybody goes, Oh, ramen, it's that 20 cents a pack, you know, instant noodle stuff. And like, nah, no, bro. No, no. no. <laughs> Uh, first, you have to braise your pork for two days. You know, <laughs> like, and, it is and then, yeah, 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 and and you got to make the uh, uh, the mirin and it's just wow, wow, the process, and it was it it was amazing. It was oh, amazing. I'll bet. Do you guys um, have uh, good ramen places down there? You know there? what? There is. Go ahead, Joe. What? No, Andy, you go, and I'll I'll follow. Uh, Okay, so there's one by us uh, that's that's thankfully probably about 15 minutes from my house, and and it's so funny because it's so not even a ramen titled place. It's called Cha Cha, <laughs> <laughs> but you walk in and it is like this little ramen cafe, and um, and they do they do the onigiri and they do the uh, they 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 do they do everything you know, um, and it's really really good. Uh, it's, it's probably, it's, I mean, it's obvious, it was better than what we made at home, you know, but it was still, well, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the, the show you is definitely to die for. Uh, oh, yeah. I haven't um, had ramen in so long cause I can't have the noodles and, uh, dude, I know I, I've been thinking lately about going to a ramen restaurant and trying to get a to-go order of like ramen, but without the noodles, which you, know, you can you can do that at the place we get it at. They do. They're like they're like if you do you want the noodles like in, when you order we order through we've it's it, we're able to order through DoorDash if we want to. Nice. Um. So you know, uh, it could say you know it'll say like you know uh, show you ramen you know pork kimchi pork blah 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 mm-hmm. and then it's like do you want <laughs> you can check off no noodles and they'll just send you. A tub of broth oh, with shit. all the stuff in it, you know? See, I'm thinking about doing that because there's there's these things called shirataki noodles. I don't know if you've had those. No, but it sounds like they're mushroom noodles. Nope. Uh, I can see why it would sound that way. Uh, no, they're, they're made out of various things, but mostly they're made out of um, uh, konjac root. It's like a tuber sort of similar to yam or something like that. Okay. And it's full of fiber, this fiber called glucomannan. Um, which you can buy in pills if you wanted to. Um, And so they make noodles out of it. uh, That's basically all fiber and like no carbs. And I'm not a low carb dieter. I'm not an anything dieter, but I do try to get a lot of fiber and I do try to, you know, stay away from like um, quick sugar stuff Mm because I've got to be careful of of my blood sugar. Um, And so shirataki noodles are a really good option for that. And they do have a similar mouthfeel to uh, ramen noodles. 
Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So I've been thinking, I mean, they have a slight taste to them. Like they, they've got a little something there that I don't love, but if you put it with something that's, you know, really heavily flavored, you know, you don't taste it too much. And for the, the pleasure of being able to eat ramen, I'll put up with that as no problem. So I'm thinking <laughs> about getting, getting some, you know, all the ramen stuff without the noodles and just dumping my own in there and hoping that the restaurant owners forgive me for the sacrilege. <laughs> that, um, sounds, uh, that sounds really good though. Yeah, for sure. Does. Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, down here, so so Andy's up, you know, uh, West Palm area now. Uh, I'm down in Fort Lauderdale area, and 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 I, you know, as I've you know mentioned, I, I do the Uber Eats stuff. So the ramen places have actually really started to blossom down here. Yeah, that uh, makes that makes a lot of sense. There's um, they're they're really gaining popularity sort of all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to gauge like what's what's like a Portland thing and what's actually taking off across the, right. the country. Right. Um, like like uh, uh, Joe, what's that one place? Maybe uh, I don't know if you've heard of it or not. I don't really know it by name myself, but it's like this this super popular place that just opened up in like Davie area. I read. Uh, I'm not. Familiar. Begins with an S. It's like almost it's almost like Shinju or something like that. Um. Well, there is it there. Oh yeah, Shinju Ramen. Okay. Um, I wonder if it's connected. It's. I believe they are connected because there is a uh, Shinju buffet, oh, Asian buffet well. down there. Yeah. I believe they're they're relatives. Um, but oh, yeah, that they. One, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the the one that I know like pretty well is uh, they've got four or five locations in Miami and Miami Beach called uh, Moshi Moshi. Huh. Uh, that's and, cute. Yeah, they are. They are really good. I, I the first time I went there, I think I just because they also do like sushi and sashimi, and I I will walk over hot coals for a good sashimi. Um, I I do love me some some uh, some some sushi. Have you guys had poke? Have we had poke? Yeah, uh, I've never had poke. I've never had the the uh, you know the opportunity to have poke, but we do have. Um, we do have a bunch of pokeball places that are popping up everywhere as well. So nice. I wondered if that, cause I know that's, it's like a Hawaiian thing. So I know it's on the West coast, but I wasn't sure whether it was available everywhere. Oh, just yeah. Yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, I, it's, 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 it's right now. It's like, it's super trendy. So it's all like, it's all over Boca. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it, it is all over Fort Lauderdale. I, I, I can't tell. I've been to, the, I think there's a place called the poke house uh, mm. in Fort Lauderdale. And, they do that, and then there's like I want to see two doors down from it is a place that does like all sorts of crazy boba teas, and oh. like, <laughs> yeah, I miss boba tea so much. <laughs> so, so you're you're definitely just more of like a food geek as well as everything, huh? I am. I I like all the foods. Um, I yeah. I mean, I and again that kind of goes back to my whole like mission statement which is just that like it's not a zero sum game and that like you don't have to push anything out of your diet to add vegetables you know i just really like vegetables as well as all the other things that i like um i like flavors i like experimentation and trying new techniques and new stuff and like i don't know what i'm doing most of the time um but it's about the exploration of it and it's about the just just trying stuff yeah, I tell you, you what, post, sorry, you, go ahead. You, I was just going to say, you do post a lot of like experimentation, like pictures of, 
I don't know what the hell this is, but it was damn good. Yeah. <laughs> I will say you don't ever, I don't post the pictures of the ones that don't work. <laughs> so you're only seeing the, the, the successes. successes. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I, I will say just talking about food, like I, if I ever went back to Florida, I like the one of the only things that would draw me back to Florida is just to to go to all the restaurants I used to go to when I was there, because like there's a lot that Florida doesn't have going for it. No offense, but like oh, no, damn, y'all got good food. Oh my god, I still think about most. the restaurants there. Most. Oh, I I got a list. Um. I would say one of the things I miss most is there's a place on Sterling and they, they have another location in uh, Aventura called Pita's and more. Um, okay. And it's like, it's like Israeli food. Mm -hmm. um, that place is really good. And I've never been any place that had food like it. Um, uh, that place is really good. Stromboli's pizza. Oh, mm, Lata subs. Lasada. Uh, right. Fucking Lasada's public subs. Oh, pub um, subs. For real. Uh, like I go back to Lester's not, Diner. Oh, um, Lester's. The world dude. does not know about public subs, do, do they? They're learning. Oh, They're people, learning. people have heard whispers in the wind of the uh, of the famous public sub. I used to go there all the time because I used to, to work like right next to a Publix. Right. And, uh, and you can just, they'll put anything on there. And mm -hmm. you, they'll just slice it up fresh for you. And I would get like a corned beef sub with munchy cheese. And just like all the fucking toppings on there, and a big bag of crunchers, which they don't sell here, and oh, uh, shit. like that was my that was my my lunch, and I was oh my god, my mouth is watering. <laughs> when I tell you I saw when I tell you I saw a TikTok yesterday about how, uh, and it was just like an overhead video of of um, the dude at the at the the, the sandwich counter at Publix making um, a, t a chicken tender sub. And, oh it, <laughs> and it said, and it said, it said, uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so the, the funny, so, so I, I, I lived in New York for a few years and I think I, I lived in New York as the pub sub was starting to become a thing, but uh. I, I lived in the Bronx. And so there's a few things when we're, you know, that you have to do when you, live in in new york and it's you have to pick your pizza place uh you have to pick your chinese place you have to pick your mexican place and you have to pick your deli mm -hmm. luckily mine were all within like a two a, a, a two block walking distance that's a good uh, block yeah that's, oh, that's a good I had, radius i had on my block i had three options for a pizza place uh and and emilio's won my heart and probably clogged part of my heart <laughs> <laughs> because they had lasagna slices what so 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 you take your you, you take a slice you put ricotta um and then like the 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 ground beef bechamel right sauce and it's like ricotta sauce ricotta sauce ricotta on a slice of pizza That's oh my ridiculous. god and, um, it's, that, and it's New York, so it's floppy too, right? So there's yeah. no oh no no it this it, yeah it, it it's bendable. I wouldn't call it floppy because the right. structural integrity you needed to. Um, they also did an excellent white slice, and they also did a uh, an eggplant slice 
that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Emilio's had my heart with that. Uh, but the, there was a place across the street. It was like a deli corner, not quite a bodega, but in that vein, like you could go in, buy a sub, you know, a, a six pack and a box of, you know, 25 count frozen ravioli, uh, fresh made frozen ravioli, like made in store. And they were doing uh, fried chicken subs. Really? Yeah. And I'm. And I- and then when I came back down here and they're like, oh, you got to get a pub sub, get a chicken tender sub. I was like, oh, my God, I don't have to <laughs> give up on my, my fried chicken sub. I, um, but yeah, it was uh, I, I like I came home and I came back down here and it's like right after. Yeah, it was like right after I moved back in 2009 or so. And like on on the way to go play D&D with friends. And it was like if we weren't cooking together, um, you know, pick up a pub sub. Yeah. I it's feel like, like uh, South Florida is kind of like like little little uh, New York, you know. It's oh, like definitely. the only place outside of New York to get good Italian food. Definitely, that's and one they still thing. Complain about it, and they still complain about it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's the Florida experience. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really in Florida if you're not complaining? Um, <laughs> and, and and I will say, <laughs> uh, having also, I went to college in Chicago. Um, I I will say. I am a fan of both styles of pizza. Okay. You know, I mean, you just uh, you just have to approach Chicago pizza like it's a whole different food. Yeah, no, I, no, that is exactly it. Expectation. It's but, still cheese and sauce and delicious things. It's still good things. It's just it's if you go into it expecting New York and comparing it to that, of course you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, right. And and now and now there's there's Detroit style too. What the yeah, fuck yeah. is that? I'm from Detroit. I don't know this thing. Like, what isn't it like a sauce on top of the cheese or something? First of no, all, I'm Chicago sorry you're from Detroit. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> wait, say that again. I said the First Chicago. Time, sorry, you're oh. from Detroit. Oh <laughs> um, um, Yeah, but the Chicago style pizza is uh, is is the sauce on top of everything. But well, but the Chicago is like a super deep dish kind of right, thing. Right. Yeah. You're, you're with that. You're. It's really a casserole. I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just so, like a, 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 yeah, like a dump truck full of toppings. You know, so and they just kind of plop it out. So according to so according to Le Wikipedia, the Detroit style pizza is a rectangular pizza with a thick crust that is crispy and chewy. It's traditionally topped with tomato sauce and Wisconsin brick cheese that goes all the way to the edges. Um, the, the the place where you can get Detroit style, quote unquote, down here is Jets mm-hmm. Pizza. Mm, yes, there. I do recall square pizzas, but I mean, you know, they used to always yeah. pass, try to pass those off as oh, it's Sicilian, or I've seen some places try to pass it off as oh, it's Chicago, and it's like oh, it's definitely not Chicago. I will say though, like I, I, you know, through uh, Little Caesars, it really grew on me. Um, the 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 square pizza, yeah. And Little Caesars, that's a Detroit uh, company. I grew up with Little Caesars back when it was okay. really good. Um, yes. And when they introduced the square pan pizzas, like you get a crispiness and like mm-hmm. the the whole outside edge is like suffused with butter. And it's all crisped up, just real perfect. Before I knew that I was diabetic, um, 
the, a Little Caesars moved into the complex that I worked at at the time. And like, oh my God, I owe half my diabetes to them. I could not <laughs> stay away. Like they were offering all kinds of specials because they had just opened. They wanted to build a clientele. And I'm just like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Like, here we go. <laughs> they were doing like, oh my God, they were doing crazy bread for a dollar. And I was just like, I stopped looking at dollars as dollars anymore. Just each one was a bag of crazy bread. Like it was just, I I had a problem. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And, 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 and Kayla and I have found the tastier of the crazy bread is always one that's not quite fully cooked. Yeah. The real soft ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't have them anymore, but I, I feel like I could probably have the toppings like, like the, the, the butter and the, like, I don't, I don't know how to say this, but like, I just, I just want to suck a bag of crazy bread and just, just get the flavor at least and pretend I'm living, you know, <laughs> I, I apologize for that mental image. I am so oh, sorry. No, but you know what? It makes sense. I'm just imagining me like crouched, uh, like behind the couch with a bag of crazy bread. Like, don't look at me. It's like that garlic butter container that comes with like Papa John's stuff. And it's like, I'd rather oh, just consume that. Yeah. than I would murder oh. the Surgeon General for a tub of that. Like <laughs> That stuff wishes it was crazy bread sauce. That's, that is true. Oh, not, not even close. Like it's good, but it's like it's not the same. There's well, just something special you, about crazy bread. I will tell you this that that uh we made you know, we, we made pizzas one night and like from scratch and I'm like, you know, it'd be really awesome. Like and Pam made like a she did like a like a garlic butter brush on the crust and all that stuff. And then she did nice. the whole like sesame seeds and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what would be fucking dope is if I had and it's like I don't even want the Papa John's pizza because I don't like their pizza. I just want the butter, the garlic butter sauce, right? I just want that for it. And and she's like, well, why don't you look it up and see if there's like um like a a fake recipe, like a like a a copycat mm -hmm. recipe. Oh and yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, let's do that. And they're just like, if we found a recipe, and I'm like, this looks really super stupid simple to make. And she's like, yeah, because it is. It's garlic butter. And I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, let's give it a shot. And it just wasn't at all decent. And and the you know you know what you know what did it was the fact that we used real butter instead of margarine. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, cause theirs has that fakey fake kind of taste, mm -hmm. yeah. and like you can make something super delicious out of like real ingredients, but it's not gonna taste like the thing you're trying to make it taste like. I I actually had gotten a book years ago. Uh, it was like you know you know they advertise it as you know oh, our our spies have gotten all the restaurant secrets and it was a recipe book full of like you know oh you want to make you know kfc style fried chicken or you want to make whatever blooming onion on. right on and uh yeah though things just never quite tasted like the original and and, and like you I, I think like you said it's like when i'm cooking at home i'm using pretty decent ingredients and you're not using pure LSD. Wow. <laughs> and you're not frying things in super old oil either. That's true. You know, you're, you're doing all the things that's like I'm cooking for myself and you're not worrying about what the cost per plate is and how that affects the bottom line. Exactly. 
Exactly. I will say um, beaver foods. If you're, I mean, I, I think you can get that down there. Uh, it's made here. Like, like I can walk to the place where it's made. Um, but beaver foods, they make all kinds of mustards and sauces and stuff. They have a sauce that is uh, like exactly the bloomin' onion sauce. Mm. And if you make roasted um, Brussels sprouts to bring in that full circle yeah. and you dip it in that stuff, oh my God. Oh, that's a treat right there. It's so good. Okay. I can get behind that. I'm trying to remember <laughs> which one of their sauces it is now. Ah, fuck. Because they make a bunch of different sauces, but they have one that is exactly, like, exactly the Bloomin' Onion sauce. Really? I, I am on their website right now. Yeah, I'm going gonna... And, oh, my God. The, the Would you like some kosher beet horseradish sauce? <laughs> I'm, I'm not all into horseradish, but sure. My dad made me eat that. Um, he thought that it was going to, like, cure stuff and i remember one time i was really sick i had like like pneumonia and he put like the biggest blob of that into a piece of bread and like closed it around it and was like eat that and you'll feel better and like i i could not physically do it i got like one bite and i was like why do you hate me father why <laughs> you were like you lied to me right <laughs> like, oh it that tastes like sadness and lies well, it's it's supposed to, you know. I mean, I guess something like that would would open up your sinuses, you know. Yeah, of. but it's, uh, sure. I had I had something that's uh, went to one of those uh, word is falling out of my head now. The um, not teriyaki. The man, I hate when this happens. It's all like right. the you Benihana type place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hibachi, hibachi place. Hibachi. That's what I was looking for. Um, so I went to one of the spotchy places, and for some reason, I was in a uh, Bloody Mary mood. And this place had, you know, their their take on the Bloody Mary. And uh, instead of regular horseradish, it was it wasabi. Oh, and <laughs> and not you know, like the horseradish in a normal Bloody Mary is kind of finely ground, or 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 at least you know, minced to a small, you know a smaller size. Yeah. Nope. I took a, I went to take a, a drink uh, through the straw and the piece of wasabi like lodged in there. Ooh. Oh my God. And then like with enough suction, it released and like hit whatever part of my tongue it needed to hit to make my head want to explode. And I was like, this is, this is, this is a bad, I, I have made a mistake. Were you, were you like the video of that little girl who took the little piece of wasabi and she's like, hell. <laughs> I wasn't quite that, but no, but that was my, f the first time I ever had sushi. Uh, I was in Tallahassee and I like spicy things. And my friends were like, oh yeah, you know, you, 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 you know, get the, get the wasabi, you know, paste. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, how do I, what do I do? And like, oh, you really want to slather that on there. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's not your friend. That, that's not your friend. Bad friend. Bad friend. And oh man, every sign. I think maybe that's why my sinuses hate me now. Is every, like they just opened right up, and you just, I you just burned them out. That's what it was. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Although, yeah, I although, love that. I love wasabi, and we used to we used to have like little competitions, like who could eat the bigger ball of wasabi, and it was like like wasabi chicken, you know. Good lord. Oh, I love it. I I, I miss sushi so much. <laughs> I, I think I will, though. I, I think more of the blame 
for my 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 sinuses hating me, I think is uh, my love of goat vindaloo. Uh, Hell yes. I, I remember the first time I we went to this place, it was in White Plains, New York. And uh, I, again, I've, I've had some Indian food at this point. I knew I like spicier stuff. In the menu, handwritten is hot and spicy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm diving in. I'm, I'm going with this one. And the waiter, sir, I have to tell you, this is both hot and spicy. Both hot and spicy. <laughs> is there a difference? I mean, well, yes, there is. Yes, there is. That's a stupid question. Um, the, the the woman I was seeing at the time, you know, she had like the you know chicken tandoori or you know the the most moderate of, and she's like, I just want to try a taste of your of the sauce. So you know, came to her, puts her spoon in. I don't know if she actually even touched it to her mouth, mm. but just the smell, and she's like, oh nope, nope. Mm-mm. Like her that face would, went red. She started sweating. That would have been me. I can't do. I can't do spice like that at all. See, uh, I gotta we, try this now. We had a we had a friend of mine uh, a few years ago. Um, he, he's like he's like I'm doing a birthday dinner. You know, we're doing it at this at this Indian restaurant. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I've never had I had never had Indian food before, and uh, we're like, all right. So we get there. First of all, no air conditioning at all uh in the restaurant um but it's supposed to be the best place in town we're like all right fine and i'm looking on the menu and i'm trying to i'm going i asked the guy i asked the the the, the server i said what is literally the least spicy thing on this menu and he's like he's like either uh the uh, the the chicken tiki masala mm-hmm. or or the butter chicken and i'm like you know butter chicken doesn't sound spicy at all i said let's get that and he's like okay what number and i'm like what do you mean and he goes what's what spice level one through ten and i'm like really There's, i have to say how how spicy i want it and I'm like yeah i said can i do zero and he's like he's like well there's gonna be a little bit i said okay let's do a one when when i tell you that i could not eat that chicken at all i couldn't put it in my mouth it just burned so badly to to me to me, I guess I just have a very sensitive palate or something. Butter chicken uh, was spicy. Yeah, it, it was. First of all, I've never been to a place where they asked you for a spice level f- for butter chicken because it's always it's always a mild dish. Like I've I've now made butter chicken myself, and like I don't know what part of it could be spicy. Like it's not meant to be a spicy thing. They must have just been. And I like, have, and I have put been, their own spin on it, I guess. And I've been told that a hundred times by people that I've told this story to, well, you know, then there's no way that you got buttered chicken because it was, you know, because it was really, really spicy. And I'm like, well, that's what I ordered. That's what, you know, they brought it to me and that's what it was. Apparently they're like, yeah. So, so there's, so maybe it was, maybe it got mixed up or something. Maybe they brought me something different. I have no idea. Yeah. They may, they may have brought you somebody else's order. Like it's so mild. I have I have seen places where they are um, they are spicing up the curry for the butter chicken um, than you know than what you're expecting. I've uh, and especially if you're you know again if you're sensitive to to the heat, you know that might be it. It might just be you know. But like, but I I dig like I dig hot oil on my ramen. 
That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but uh, like, I mean, suffice to say, I spent you know the next couple of days getting intimate with my toilet. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a shame that they would do that, though, because butter chicken is generally like a safe oasis for the non-spice eater. Uh, right. One, one reason a lot of people don't necessarily want to experiment with things like Indian food is they've heard that things are spicy, and they can be. And they're like, what's safe for me? And generally, like, exactly like the lady told you, like, you know, the chicken tikka masala and the um, the butter chicken, like, those are generally, like, entry-level, not spicy dip your toe in the water kind of stuff. And if they're spicing that up, like that, that just feels like a, like a trap, you know, like that's, that feels mean. I took like, I took like, I ate like, like a bite and a half of that, of that, and then pushed it aside and then filled up on rice and non bread. Mm. Yeah. That's like all you can do at that point. Yeah, pretty much. That's like, but, I took uh, my, my brother to my favorite Thai place when he was in town and I'm used to going to places that offer spicy food and assuring them I want it as spicy as you can make it. And right. they give me something they are like, I'm sure this is what she means, which right. is fair. Cause I imagine a lot of people are like, I'm Barney badass, give it to me spicy. And then you do. And they're like, you made my mouth hurt, you know? <laughs> so the one time I go in there and I'm like, yo, just like, fuck me up fam. Like I need this really spicy. The one time they take me seriously is the time my brother's visiting and he likes spicy food too. And uh, we get our food and it's a color I've never seen it before. And I order this all the time. And like, there's big chunks of some kind of pepper I don't recognize. And like he ordered pad thai and it is like bright red. And that's not the yeah. color of pad thai. No, it's not. And uh, we both take a bite and it is so hot. It is like the surface of the sun. And neither of us are not going to eat our food. And right. he and I are just like, just like looking each other in the eye. Like we're doing this. And <laughs> he finished his, I never finished mine. It's just a lot of food. Um, but I, I ate the amount I normally would, but I had chills and I was like shaking all over. And I wow. was like, I don't know if I'm okay. You guys like, I don't know. <laughs> And that's the one and only time I've been back since. And it's just like totally normal. But just this one time they're like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. Always asking for spicy. You want spicy? You got it. <laughs> there's, um, there's a guy on, on YouTube, another channel. Uh, this, he's a, a chef, um, who does a lot of like, I guess like travel, like to different countries and stuff. Uh, he has, he has a channel called strictly dumpling. Uh, I haven't seen that. The, the guy, his guy's name is Mike Chen, right? And he does a lot of it's it's all his all his videos are food tours of like like he'll do he'll go to Japan and do uh, a whole day. There's like a whole day where he did ate nothing but ramen. All oh day. my god! Like to different places like Hokkaido, you know, where it's like during their winter festival where it's really really cold out, and he he gets like this gigantic bowl of like lobster ramen. Oh, and it's just yeah, it's insane. Uh, or then, or, but then he'll turn around and do a whole day where he does nothing but eat, um, from, uh, the seven 11s there, which are exquisite. <laughs> that makes <laughs> like, sense. Like I can totally see that. Japanese seven 11s, their food is amazing. Amazing. It's, it's, it's always fresh, like constantly. Um, 
but uh, uh, his stuff is he he likes everything spicy, like everything, and he'll um, like he was in Vegas, I think, or coming out of Vegas one time where he went to a uh, uh, a Korean hot pot restaurant. Nice. And um, and I and I still want to do a Korean hot pot. I think that would be awesome. It's good. You um, would like it. It's really good. Would. You know, and there's one that opened right up the street from me. So we're, me and Pam are probably going to try it soon. Uh, even though even though it's got a really like kind of like hokey name, it's called like 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 Asian Dragon Hot Pot. Oh, oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very unfortunate name. <laughs> we're like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they're. they're <laughs> They're campaigning to the Guaylo. Um and so so we um so yeah like this guy he he went to he went to this hot pot place and and got like you know the best cuts of meat and stuff like that and, you know and then like you see him just go over and just take like this entire like like bowl like this ramekin full of of the hot oil and just dump it in and I'm like my. God, everything that came out of there was bright red, like atomic orange. Yeah, and and he was just he was just scarfing it, like he was like he was like, oh, oh, that's so good, and he's like sweating, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, you have to try this, and I'm like, no, I don't, man, but I'll watch <laughs> you eat it. <laughs> it's part of the fun. There's just something. There's something about it. Like I I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't know what draws people to eat really spicy food, but like there's something really fun about it. You must get some kind of endorphins or something. There has well, to be there is, something. There's definitely an endorphin rush. They've actually proved that. But um, but uh, another reason I think I can't do spices is just because uh, the last few years I had a, I had a really bad run-in with an ulcer. Oh, I, I, yeah. I had a really bad run-in a few years ago with an ulcer that tried to kill me. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so I try to kind of like hold off on on spice, but you know I keep going back. I keep going back. You know, I would be. I I can't even tell you how inconsolable I would be if if I had something that meant I couldn't have spicy food anymore. Like it's bad enough having the Brimleys. Like that pisses me off. But yeah. like if I also had something where I couldn't have spicy food, like w what's the point at that point? Like, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like make you sad about no, that. Don't, but, like, don't, don't obviously, spicy food is more important to me than it is to you. <laughs> um, I, I love spicy food, and I just, if I had to have everything mild, I just, I don't think I could. I think I would be like, like the people who have um, lactose intolerance, where mm -hmm. they're like, oh yeah, I can't have milk, but you're having milk. Oh yeah, I still have it. I can't oh, have it, but I I'm, do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, and. Yeah, no, it's it's just one of those where it's like I really need ice cream. Yeah, and me too. Ice cream yeah, your ass like, 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 I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that thing like a badass. Like, <laughs> but I am I am aware that later on things are gonna get uncomfortable and. Yep. Just also, bring a book. Strap in. Bring a book. You know. Also, also that's what lactate is for. You take a lactate uh, right before you eat it, and you're good. There you go. Uh, you and your preparations. All right. Well, let's. Uh, Let's do a shift now to geek news, so we yeah, can. Yeah, we should move on to geek news. Yep. So, uh, Andy, uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Well, um, okay. I mean, I might steal your thunder, but that's okay. Um, I have uh, I have one new thing that came out uh, uh, this week. Uh, one um, sort of older thing, uh, if I can remember it, and the third thing is definitely old, uh, but it's a it doesn't get enough. 
doesn't get enough hype. So <clears throat> start with the new thing. Um, if you guys, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna say anything, you know, bad about it. Like I'm not gonna give anything away. But the new Hulu series Modok uh, just premiered. It's a new Marvel series uh, on on Hulu, and it's it's um, it's definitely different. It's de- <laughs> have 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 you seen it? Have you seen it, Joe? I have not seen it yet. I did see the teaser. Okay. Uh, so, that they put out. So I, I am aware of the um, somewhat of the difference. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? Have you seen it? Have you seen the trailer? No, I haven't even heard of it. No. Do you know who Modoc is? Do you know. I'm Googling it right now. Okay, cool, cool. Modoc's, Modoc's an old school villain created by, by, um, by Jack Kirby and Stan. Right on. Uh, so he's he's literally just just a floating head with with tiny little arms. Oh my god, legs. those little bitty legs. Yeah, yeah, and oh he floats around. And but the but in the comics he's super smart, right? Super smart and just like totally I think Modoc it's I forget exactly what it it's like um something organism uh programmed or you know designed designed for killing only for killing yeah, or something yeah. like mobile, that. mobile mechanized organism designed only for killing there you go exactly so um so hulu series first of all is completely claymation it's done by the same it's it's executive producer is uh uh uh, uh what's his face from uh seth green okay. oh robot chicken yeah so the whole thing looks like it looks like a very long episode of robot chicken oh my god and, and Modoc is voiced by um, of holy Patton crap. Oswald. Patton Patton Oswald. Thank you. Uh, uh, and and it's definitely not a it's definitely not not a traditional villain story at all. It's it's literally Modoc like just dealing with day to day life. <laughs> I am I, I'm told this sounds so good. It's hilarious. It's it's a lot at first because it's that whole it's it's that whole robot chicken delivery speed. So it's like the, the punches come really fast. And uh, let's see, uh, Iron Man is voiced by John Hamm. Um, you've got Hamm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and. And Nathan Fillion's character is is going to be very very um, Captain Hammerish. Oh um, yes. Yeah. Well, he's playing Wonder Man, so he's basically playing Captain Hammer in, in a different in a different outfit. But what I've seen I so wish far, like hell. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you what? I was just going to say I wish like hell they had made part two of uh, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog yes. before yes. Joss Whedon's downfall. It's yeah. too late now. They can't do it now. No, no. That that man will never have any kind of respect ever again. No. And and it's and that's what saddens me because because honestly, his new HBO series is fucking bomb. What's um, it called? The Nevers. Is that him? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody's and been I- like tagging me in that and being like, you should watch this, you should watch this. Why shouldn't you watch it? It's a Victorian England X-Men. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's, I'm like, that could either go really well or really badly. And there's a lot of ways to do it really badly. And like, 
as as a, a person who who ha- who got their degree in history, like I get real wonky about mm-hmm. some of the details, and I shouldn't, and I should let it go. But sometimes it'll like really bug me. Um, so I get a little picky with historically set fantasy stuff, and I shouldn't because it's fantasy. But well, yeah, so far, so, well, I mean, you know, you kind of have to do that whole thing, you know, like with you know when you're watching a Knight's Tale, you kind of have to suspend reality. Exactly. Um, and and that's hard to do for some people. I I understand, you know. Like it was for me when I first saw A Knight's Tale because I was a huge like hardcore Rennie, and I'm like, no, they don't do it. That's not the way it happened. They just took a bunch of movie executives to the Ren Fair and said, this is how the, it looked. Actually, I read. I was literally just reading like a couple of days ago about the making of that movie, and it's really really interesting. And like, there's a apparently there's like a lot of um actual uh informative stuff like actual factual stuff in there there's a lot of not factual obviously I, i'm sure nobody was dancing to uh david bowie back in ye olden times um <laughs> so i mean obviously they took liberties but actually the there there was a lot of care that went into that movie and a lot of uh true stuff so really interesting article if i find it i'll send it to you that would be fantastic uh I'd love yeah to absolutely so um, but yeah, like the Nevers is amazing. Uh, it's 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 very steampunky, which is cool. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So anyway, like uh, Modoc, amazing, amazing. Um, the uh, the second piece. Uh, I, I know it's been covered by them, but you know, like I got to give shout outs when I th- when I see things that are ama- that are awesome, right? Um, one of the things, one of my shout outs is uh, the comic book vox machina origins is in now in its third volume they it, it just came out uh this sometime in, a, in, in the past couple months they're on their second issue right oh, now nice. yeah yeah um i just picked them up today i haven't i haven't read them i've seen the covers the covers are awesome uh the last two uh uh the last two volumes were really good really well written really well drawn um <clears throat> Yeah, I, I really, really dig the, how this is going. So I, I think they're going to start getting into the whole. What they're doing is they're telling the story of of Vox Machina from before the the stream yeah. started. So so you're seeing you know uh, their tabletop, their home, their home game days, which is really cool because that's what the fans have wanted for a long, long time is to go. Well, how did you guys get there? Like, how did you guys start off at Craghammer? Like, how did you guys you know this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so, or or to you know, as, as folks, you know, they've heard reference to Pike dying. Pike dying. Like, how did Pike die and get her hair white and you know, that kind of stuff? How they get the carpet, you know, and all that, all that cool <laughs> shit. We know how they <laughs> lost it. What's that? We know how they lost it. Well, we know how they yeah, definitely. Um. So so that's that's my second thing. My third thing. Uh. This is something that that doesn't get enough play, and and I don't think I don't I don't think it's still a running book anymore. But if you find it, guys, this is this is like a hidden gem jewel of the comic book world. It is um, uh, created by created by Alex Ross and Kirk Busiek. Uh There is a, a comic series called Astro City that they created, and it was it was created right around the time that that. Uh, um, uh, Alex Ross and Mark Wade had completed Kingdom Come for DC, which 
I can't talk about that enough, you guys. You guys have heard me talk about it before. It is the comic book to pick up if you're going to start reading comic books and superhero stuff. Read that one first and then come back to me. Which so, one? Say it again. Uh, Kingdom Come. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, so, so the premise of Astro City, and Astro City sounds hokey, and it's meant to be hokey, uh, because they, they literally took... Uh, these these two guys they literally created this comic book universe from the ground up with 75 years of comic history built into it so when you when you pick the when you pick up the book when you pick up the first issue it doesn't matter what you're reading 75 years have already happened and and there are things that they will talk about in reference that you know, if you were an avid reader, if it existed 75 years ago, you'd go, oh, that's so cool. Look how they did that, you know. Oh, they're talking about the old soldier or the hanged man. or the, But anyway, so, but this has it all built in. And it's an amalgam of, of ropes and elements from both Marvel and DC. Like there's a, there's a Fantastic Four type family called the First Family. Uh, there's, uh, there's a Superman uh, uh, stereotype called the Samaritan. There's um, there's a, a Batman slash Spider-Man type character called Jack in the Box. And I mean, all these guys are so cool and it's so well written. And the cool part is, is like it's all been collected uh, into graphic novels. And like the first one is called like Life in the Big City. And then you've got uh, Local Heroes, which is like Life and, and like Life in the Big City and Local Heroes. And there's another one called Family Album. And all of these are vignettes. So like each issue is like a is like a, a starting story and an ending story. And it may touch on other vignettes in 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 that book. And it's it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's just it's it's like there's like watchmen parts, and then there's parts that are that are just straight up out of like like Justice League, and then there's stuff that's like like um, and then they have standalone stories. Like I have uh, there's one of my favorites is called um, uh, the Tarnished Angel, and and it's that's that's its own graphic novel, and it's like a like a six or seven issue series where uh, it's about a, uh, 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 a like a like a villain, a supervillain uh, named Steeljack. And he's got, he's sort of like, uh, like Colossus from X-Men. He's got, he's got bioorganic steel skin and he's bulletproof. And, uh, he got that from, from like a, a science experiment that he wasn't even, he wasn't even like, he's just like a regular Joe. He's like, his like, he's just like, uh, like you, if he didn't have superpowers, you'd see him like working on a dock somewhere, but he accidentally got this skin. So he was like he had super villains, like people smarter than him and more savvy than him, take advantage of him all his life because they saw that he had this this uh, this power to exploit. Uh, but it's it's the whole story is about now he's he spent you know thirty forty years in prison and he, now he's an old man, but he still looks the way he does and he's getting out of prison and he's like. I need to go legit, but nobody's going to give me a chance. It's this amazing story about like, like the redemption of an ex-con and, and you know, how you can't really tell, you know, people always say, you know, I could tell if that guy's an ex-con, you know, I could tell that guy did time. You really don't know. This guy wears it on his sleeve. Right. And, and it's just about his redemption and trying to be, trying to, to go straight. But every door is being slammed in his face and he knows if uh, he could just, 
it would be so easy to just take this this little extra step off the path and make some quick money you know and it's a really compelling story and i and i urge everybody out there to pick up these stories they're so well written um but uh i think that's yeah that sounds fantastic yeah it is it's it's amazing like while you were talking about it i was on overdrive looking to see if i could download it but my library doesn't have it so here's what i'll do because i love you very very much There is some, you can find it, uh, I think I, I have a bunch of it on Comixology, Ooh, which is which is Amazon's like digital comic book app. I'll give you my login. Oh, snap. Thank you. You're welcome. I am very excited about it. There's all kinds of comics I wanted to read, but like comics get real expensive. Yeah. And, sure and I didn't have like solid transportation to and from a comic book store back when that's what you had to do. Mm-hmm. And I just I didn't want to get started with something and not be able to keep going with it. Yeah, you know, either for money or just for transportation's sake. So yeah. there's all kinds of shit I missed out on that I would have loved, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm like catching up on it now. Yeah. So yeah, well, we'll I'll hook you up. Don't worry. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, really that's cool. it for me, Joe. What you got? All right. So first, I have unfortunate news. Mm. Um. So last week. Well, you know, it's it's my it's my duty to to handle the the obituaries on this all show. All right, all right. Uh, so last week, uh, we lost uh, comedic uh, dead uh, master of the deadpan Charles Grodin. Yeah, uh, he was eighty six years old, uh, and he died of bone marrow cancer. I missed uh, that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that's what he died of. Oh yeah. God. Um. For those who are unaware, Charles Grodin, uh, through from from I mean the the sixties through the seventies and eighties into the nineties even, he um, he was a man who could have maybe been a leading man in in more dramatic roles, but really found his his calling as the funny but deadpan uh, actor, um, oftentimes. Uh, Kind of playing the straight man to straight man yeah. to other more over the top yeah. comedians, and and he was the dad in the Beethoven movies. Right? He was the dad in the Beethoven movies. He was the brother, uh, Nicky Holiday, in the uh, Great Muppet Caper. Yep, which no one great ever movie. <laughs> exactly very great. One of one of my favorites growing up. No I one like ever explained the- to me though how how Lady Holiday <laughs> spoke with a very posh British accent. And Charles Grodin was somewhere around Pittsburgh. <laughs> but I understand if you put enough sugar into the champagne, it tastes like ginger ale. <laughs> I, like, I like Charles Grodin in uh, the movie Dave. Yes. That was such uh, a good movie. I I remember watching a lot of movies with him. It feels like a lot of movies with him, uh, but also kind of like up on opposites to like Chevy Chase or Steve Martin, where yes. he was... You know, he always was, you know, uh, uh, he, was, he was always just like really deadpan and just like, mm-hmm. you couldn't help, but just whatever was, was happening off the side, for some reason, he made it much more funny just by standing there and reacting or not yeah. reacting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I loved him in uh, midnight run. Yes. Absolutely. That was a hell of a movie. Yeah. He, he, I mean the, the list, but it's funny as I was reading some things about him. So he had worked with Neil, uh, 
he'd worked not with Neil Simon, who was the he had worked um with Benjamin. Uh he'd worked uh Jesus, where is it now? He worked with the director of uh trying to find the movie. Shit. Basically, he passed on the role of Benjamin Braddock in the uh graduate. Really? Yeah. Uh he and the he and the the producer couldn't come to uh agreement. Yeah. He'd worked um he had directed uh Simon and Garfunkel's TV special. Um and he, he'd been in a bunch of things and uh but he turned on it because uh producer Lawrence Truman offered or Terman offered him the role, but it was a low salary. And Terman was like, Hey, this'll this'll make you a star. And he was like, Nah, I can't do it. And uh it eventually went to Dustin Hoffman, who mm. that launched his career. Um yeah, imagine yeah. him in that role. Like that's so hard to imagine. Yeah. It, it they would have definitely done it. It would definitely had a different take, I think, than than how Dustin Hoffman played it. Yeah, because he he had a sort of um I don't know, like a perpetually disappointed kind of look on his face, you know? And it's like <laughs> I'm imagining that face saying, like, Mrs. Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? And it would just come off in this tone, like, oh God, she's trying to seduce me, I guess. Like yeah. it, it would just put a whole different spin on it. Yeah, no, it definitely would have. Um, he also, uh, I mean, he was just in a ton of movies. He was in the 1976 King Kong. Uh, was he? he? Yeah, he was the the businessman who tr- who tried to cash in on King Kong. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Uh, he also uh, he was in Heaven Can Wait with Warren Beatty. I mean, he was all over. The man was all over. The man was yeah. all over. He played the obstetrician in Rosemary's Baby. I, I forgot all about that. Oh my god. Yeah. Um he uh he, so he I I didn't realize it, but he had a South Florida connection. Uh he attended but did not graduate from the University of Miami. Wow. Um so well, I mean, who really does? Stallone. Okay, that's true. I think. You got me there. The Rock. <laughs> did he graduate though? He did. Played, he played football for the for the. Kids. That doesn't always mean you graduate. He graduated. Just means, just means you may have used up all of your eligibility. Dude, he played. He played football for the Canes during the eighties. He he graduated. A lot of those guys didn't graduate. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we lost Charles Gordon. Uh, the main reason I like I loved like I feel like I grew up like it, he was always on like HBO or the sh- or Showtime or the movie channel. Like he was his movies were there and. I think we had a lot of them on VHS and uh he was 86 years old so I mean he had lived quite the life but uh later on he went into uh he took a break from acting a couple times one he was a uh talk host on CNBC uh in their early days uh covering politics and whatnot well he did have an amazing voice he did and he had a point of view and he could get fired up and he could get sensitive and um he also wrote several uh several books uh both i believe you know sort of uh i think there's like a memoir or two in there and then just uh you know just other books um he wrote three plays mm-hmm. and really uh, that's in- that's really interesting yeah yeah i didn't know that yeah uh and a couple times he took breaks from acting to help with raising uh yeah, to be a stay-at-home dad with his children. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. No. He it, from everything I've I've read, you know, 
as much as you know you know i think of him as nikki holiday or i think of him from from any of the the movies i've seen pierce he was a really good generous person with his time and with fans and with the other actors and uh you know just kind of a good working class kid out of pittsburgh so he seems like it he seems yeah. like it. i love i love um like hidden credits like do you guys know what i mean by that where mm-hmm. where actors will it's like 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 that that show the nevers right mm-hmm. like joss whedon did that yeah joss whedon did that like and it wasn't it wasn't plastered all over comicbook.com or anything like that for some reason like it, it wasn't everyone it was like joss whedon's new project you know the nevers. wow He's, I, mean, I didn't he's, see anything, and I watch just as much. I just I read just as much media as you do. Um, I remember hearing about it, and I remember hearing about when he walked away from it because he, while he was he is listed as a creator, yeah. uh, he stepped away um, and is not. I don't believe he is credited as a showrunner mm. for it uh, because of all the controversies that started rolling out. Well, I uh, saw it in the credits. It. Yeah. I, I can imagine know. they would want to like splash his name all over the place. Yeah, That's no, yeah, not the selling point it used to be. Yeah, no, no they I, were very careful to pull that. Um, so that was my sad news. Um, oh, just interesting Charles Grodin fact. Uh, Charles Grodin's first role in a movie, he was the drummer boy in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Was he really? I got to yep. rewatch it now. The Disney <laughs> one? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I, I have to rewatch it. Uh, so, point, by the way. Thank you. Um, so the, the other, one uh, well, my other piece of news, uh, did anybody see the interesting video that Dungeons and Dragons released with Benedict Cumberbatch narrating, uh, a bit from the, uh, from Dritz backstory? Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was fantastic. And it was really, it, it, it was something completely new written by salvatore right i didn't think it was something new i thought it was it was uh i thought it was from the uh the origin series that they made for dritz but it might have been new. no it, it was not in that first okay. those first three books no way so not in the first three but in that that series he did yeah, yeah. well that's what I, I i know i know the the first three books are the are the ones that takes place on the surface no yeah i'm talking about the real ones the, the, the legend of dritz yeah, the Legend of Dritz uh, origins. Um, so yeah, no, no, no. I, I trust me. I know those books front and back. There is no way that that is that that's uh, that that's not new. I've never read it before, and it's not yeah. in those first three books. So the uh, DAD has come out to say that um, the this will be the summer of Dritz. Dritz. Well, that's to coincide. I think that's to coincide with the new game. Um, coming out part of it's that um and part of it is uh they've got the uh dark alliance coming out which yep. dritz uh they also have i mean dritz has you know there's video games there's the novels uh action figures uh he is in the magic the gathering card set that they have for forgotten yep. realms he's, he's uh, got an action figure which is that action figure is sick. We've talked yes. about it. It is just ridiculous. Uh, Funko Pop figures, Halloween costumes, you know, replicas, and then they let slip a live TV act. A live action TV show is in development with Don't E1 Entertainment, um, and of course, there's the movie. Uh, but when they got pressed about uh, 
about the you know drifts being related to the mirror uh, to the to the movies or tv show yeah uh polygon guy's response from wizards of the coast the DD movie is not focused on drifts but there is a tv show in development that might be god damn it <laughs> uh kelly so, have you ever read those books i'm sorry say it again are you are you are you a drifts fan have you ever read them I'm I'm looking it up while you guys are talking. I know the name. I definitely know the name Ari Salvatore. Absolutely know that. And I'm looking to see because, like, I feel like I've read some of it. I know I'm, I was a big um, uh, Forgotten Realms fan and like uh, uh, Dragonlance fan. And uh, I don't know if I read as much of the Ari Salvatore, but I know I read something by him. And I'm trying to figure out what it was. Okay. But um, I think this might be one of those things where I just sort of heard more about it than actually Maybe. read it. Maybe. But now, like, I, I got to know what the hell I read by him because I know I read something. I um, think um, I think it's like like Dritzt is is like one of D&D's like flagship characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, for like sure. He's, he's right up there with he's I mean, he's right up there with um, of God, the guy from Dragonlance. Tannis? No, the wizard. Raceland. 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 Thank you. Hell yeah, Raceland. Why that name flew from my head? I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he's right up there with Castlehop Burfoot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I literally built a, a Kender character, like in in that, like I was saying in the uh, in the one that Brian was uh, DMing, and I was like, mm -hmm. I want to be a Kender so bad, and I had to teach all my friends what a Kender was because they had never heard of one. God, you're so annoying with the Kender. I fucking love Kender. Like, oh, I, this is my favorite character I've ever played. Oh uh, his da his name was Damson Thistlewine Hedgerow. And he was just like, just so happy to be everywhere. Like, it just he was having such a good time. I, I, and I, guess, I guess I had just had too many people play Kenders as like mindless three-year-olds with kleptomania. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I just, I just come on, man. Let's let's try to get try not to steal everything not nailed down. Well, I mean, it's what they do. They don't think they're stealing. I know. Like, they don't. not only do they not notice that they're stealing half the time. Um, so I would do a thing where where um, we we kind of came up with with a couple of different ways to handle that. Where like I would leave a place and I would just be like, Brian, what did I come away with? You know, and he's like, Oh, roll the dice. And he's like, Oh, you got this. You got this. You got this. I ended up accidentally, like, he rolled the dice to do a random, you know, drop, basically. And I stole, like, the most expensive diamond, like, the most expensive jewel you could possibly get your hands on just by, by luck of the roll. But because I'm a tender and have no sense of, like, value of anything, I traded it for a hedgehog nice. <laughs> named <Right>. Percival. <laughs> so, like so I'm going to give you a geek point because you played Kender right. Oh, the yeah. problem is a lot of folks play the Kender where not only do, you know, do are, are they the kleptomaniacs, but they they're doing it because they know the value of things. Right. Oh, no, you can't do that. I, I specifically nerfed my character a little bit because he's a rogue because, of course, like stealthy and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But they're not thieves. So he doesn't know thieves can't. He doesn't know any of that. And he's like. If you suggested that he was a thief, he gets so mad about right. it because he would never steal. You know, he just didn't know you wanted that. <laughs> it's just like I was gonna put it back. I'm not. I'm not a thief. How dare you? Right. Um, 
he's uh, there's just such fun characters and there was a there's a thing about i did a lot of reading into into kender and uh they're really big on like lore and stuff mm -hmm. and so his whole goal in life is you know he's he's got that wanderlust until you know he starts to have like the sexual feelings and then he wants to go back home and like have a family but his whole goal is just to go and see mm -hmm. everything that the world has and be the storyteller when he comes home but also because they have such strong written uh excuse me not written strong oral uh tradition with storytelling everything he knows is from storytelling which means it's been embellished and so everywhere he goes he's like i've heard of one of those and then he says something completely incorrect about it um because he's never been anywhere but he's heard all the stories that all of the kinder mm -hmm. before him have brought back and then embellished and so it's all all his knowledge is wrong in really fun ways <laughs> god damn yeah. i miss that character i miss him I so much that's like my favorite thing. Like people like, oh, I'm gonna play Kendra and you know, do the kleptomania. But it's like if you read the books, like Tass Tasselhoff's prized possessions were his maps, all the maps right. he kept getting exactly and making and updating and everything. It's like, no, he's not out here because he wants to just rob the world. He's out here because he wants to explore the world and 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 learn and then be able to bring it back to you know to to the Kender people. So right. Um so my 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 third reminds them of home. Yeah, <laughs> my third piece is a casting announcement for a in the works uh, Willy Wonka prequel movie. What? Uh, <laughs> that sounded so like enthusiastic. <laughs> uh, so it was announced back in 2016 that uh, Warner Brothers was going to be doing a. Uh, prequel series uh, for uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And they announced today, Deadline had the story that Timothy Chalamet has been, okay. has been cast in Paul King's upcoming film about a young Willy Wonka. In the years before he became an infamous recluse who lured children into his home, under the auspices of gifting one of them control of his sprawling candy empire. Remind me who Timothy Chalamet is. Uh, he will be playing Paul Atreides in the new Dune movie. Oh, uh, right. He was the lead actor in the Call Me By Your Name movie. I got him. I got him. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen him in anything, but I yeah. like seeing him, if uh, that makes sense. He was. He did the, the series The King. The series what now? The King. I haven't seen that either. I, I, there's a lot of stuff that's like on my list, but I haven't seen it yet. It's on, it's on Netflix. And guess who he beat out for the role? Who did he beat out for the role? Why one Tom Holland? I'm okay. Oh with that. wow, yeah, I'm way okay with that. Um, uh, yeah, totally. Let him do this obscure Willy Wonka movie that's going to be really weird and hard to like, hard to accept for us, us, you know, Gen X and millennials and whatever. You know, <laughs> let him do yeah, this movie. And, he's and we'll, going to bring something to it that I don't think Tom Holland would have. Right. And I like uh, Tom Holland. No shade to Tom Holland. No, not at all, because I think Tom Holland is too pure to be Willy Wonka. And that's For real, he would look so happy to be there. You know, and that's not enough. Yeah, yeah. And Willy um, Wonka's Willy Wonka's a, a serial killer, so And a but, slaver. Yeah, I was just yeah. say at the minimum <laughs> he's a slaver. Um yeah. apparently uh Chalamet will be uh singing and dancing uh in a handful of musical numbers. Interesting. Uh, okay. 
So there's a hope that this means that it is not going to be uh, a dark and and gritty uh, t- uh, telling of this story. That they are going to be a little more tongue in cheek. And I don't want to see it. Uh, well, come on now. <laughs> Look, think about the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. That was that got a little cheek, dark. But that was tongue in cheek. It was. Was it? As, compa- as compared to the Johnny Depp nightmare fuel that included a prequel i, I was gonna say like wasn't wasn't that one the prequel because it tells the no, whole story about well, how his dad was a dentist and the I mean, whole it had flashbacks it had flashbacks yeah. it had flashbacks and i loved i love that that christopher lee was his father that was the best part of my it, that made the whole movie for me like <laughs> christopher lee was his was dentist dad what's that that Christopher Lee was his creepy dentist dad. Yes, that was fucking amazing. He's like, they both had the same teeth. <laughs> it's so weird because if you ever ever see like Christopher Lee's actual teeth, yeah, oh. they both had the same teeth. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, so it looks like that will be coming to theaters in March of 2023. Have you heard the um? the fan theory about uh Willy Wonka that um it's connected to Harry Potter about no. about, about Willy Wonka actually being um the Weasley twin that lived and 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 he's you know he went on to create this chocolate factory and that's the fact that he doesn't have his twin anymore that's why in his office everything is cut in half like he's missing his twin brother that's the only thing that would make me accept that theory. I don't know. I feel like it, it takes credit away from him as like an, a, a, as a, a, an inventor, you know, cause yeah. if you can just magic everything, what did you really invent? You know? True. Um, True. And like, that's what makes it all so interesting. And if, if he could just magic everything, why enslave a bunch of people from another country and make them make your chocolate and live in your factory? Because the um, are just exotic house elves. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's I true. <laughs> I mean, sort of. <laughs> Dang. Uh, but it's, but again, the but if you can do magic, why all the Rube Goldberg machines to make candy? Because it looks amazing. I mean, that's just pure whimsy. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's, that's just like you know. It, it could have been cool. in tribute to his dad, because remember, Mister Weasley was all about Muggle stuff, and yeah, so totally. he would have been really like fascinated by the mechanics of it and stuff, um, and the doing of things without magic. So maybe this would be later on after the dad has passed away, and it would be a tribute to both his dad and his brother. That's that's it right there. Boom! Where's my medal? <laughs> Doesn't matter. My favorite. My favorite Harry Potter meme is, is, is the latest Harry Potter meme is the one that says, "Who's Molly Weasley's favorite child?" And it's like a, on, it's like a wall in the house, and and it's like all their all the kids' portraits are like really small, and then right next to it is a giant one of Harry. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no lies detected. <laughs> and yet, so I saw something pointed out the other day, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's absolutely true." He was rich as hell. And yeah. he lived with this poor family who did everything for him and took him in. And he didn't give them any money. He, he tried several times in the books did he? to, help, to yeah. help Ron out. And Ron was too proud. 
Well, to help Ron, but like Ron's not the one buying the food and paying the bills on, you know, well, no, the but like, but like when they went to like the um the the Quidditch World Cup, he he For tried sure. to he tried to buy Ron some like like some goggles or something like that, and Ron was like, no, um, like that's how he made friends with him on the train the first day, you know. I remember were, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he he there was there was a bunch of times, and but but there was still like Ron was like too proud, but he still there were moments of resentment that he had uh, that that Ron had for Harry, and and yeah. he, it was written out. But, I, I kind of remember that, but I mean, like, he, it's not like he went to, to Molly and, um, why can't I remember the dad's name? It doesn't matter. Mr. Uh, <laughs> it's not like he went to Molly and Mr. Arthur. And, uh, Arthur, thank you. Yeah. And it, he didn't go to them and be like, Hey, you know, like, can I at least pay my room and board or like, right. you know, help you pay the mortgage on the, you know, on the house or something like, or yeah. like, dang, Ron, let me get you a new tux. Right? Like, like, I mean, Ron wouldn't take it, but he could, like, keep it on the down low. Because kids are always embarrassed by yeah. shit like that. But, like, adults are like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we we are old enough to be practical about these things. He could have kept it on the down low and just slipped him some cash or something. You know you know what what I think is really hilarious is that, you know, um, the older that the generation that read those books is getting, the more holes they're finding in the stories. Like yeah. they're just they're, they're, it's when you really look at them, it's like it's like you loved them when you were a kid, and then you look at them going, "That's a gigantic plot hole, man." That's like, why didn't they just do that? How did they do that? Wow, she sucks at world building. <laughs> <laughs> and for the longest time, she was like the epitome of world building. They were like, "Oh right. my god, she's incredible." Her wizarding world is so deep and blah. No, it's no, it's fucking not, dude. Like, like I want to know. What? <laughs> when did they learn basic, like read writing math? When did they learn that shit? Because they don't they, learn it at Hogwarts. Well, it's before they're before they're eleven or twelve Ooh, or whatever. Yeah. Jenny, does, Jenny did not go to school. She was at home <laughs> with Molly. I mean, maybe <laughs> Molly taught her. You know, you know, I mean, Molly wasn't illiterate. She was just poor. <laughs> <laughs> Or for that matter, or that's a good, that's a really good point too. Like for well, that matter, when you have magic, when you have magic and everything is, is easily obtainable or easily done, there really should be no class, you know, there should be no like, like poverty line. There should be no, you know what I mean? None of that should exist. Well, but okay. So I, I will take on the math because, uh, there was arithmancy. Uh, that Hermione was taking. Oh, that's magical numbers. That's not like one and one is two. <laughs> no way. I mean, it was an elective, but it's like Harry should be like leagues ahead of these kids. <laughs> so, I, so should Hermione because Hermione was was raised by Muggle right, parents. That's what I'm saying. Like the two of them. Should Which maybe that. Some... Yeah, but let, come on now. The Dursleys. They did they give any shits about how how Harry was doing in school? Oh, he's lucky he could write his name. Yeah. But yeah. Still, like, it, I it, mean, it was, you know, it's required by law. He's got to go to school, you know? Yeah. You know, but, actually, they would have because they would have felt like he uh, he reflected on them. Right. People like that are like real proud no, and stuff. No, no, no. They wouldn't have, he, but he was the sister's kid with, you know, with that crazy husband. Not, mm -hmm. no, yeah. not the, the Dursleys. I can't, why can't I remember his name? Uh, it was Petunia and Uncle 
I'm Vernon. Vernon, yeah. Yeah, but the kid, the the. Oh, Dudley. Oh, Dudley. Why can I think of Dudley? You know, mm-hmm. now Dudley, they probably were all up on his, you know, grades and whatever. Oh, but, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he had a computer for God's sake, and and yeah. poor Harry was living under the fucking stairs. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess it would have been. It would have been one of those things where it was like, you know, we're we're good people and we need everybody to see. We took this child in that we didn't want right. and like never let it be said that we didn't, you know, give him an education or something. I mean, I don't know. People like that justify stuff all kinds of ways. Yeah, but if Harry wasn't like if Harry was just like C studenting or D plus studenting through, I could see them also going, Well, look, we're giving we're we're sending him to school just like Dudley and yeah. That is a good point. He would have been a, a great, you know, comparison against Dudley and be like, oh, my straight A student, unlike my sister's piece of shit child. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That is that is true. It like a, it, the duller Harry was, the more uh, Dudley would shine. And to be I mean, honest, like like I always wondered, it was like they're like, he's not going. Why? It gets him out of your fucking house for a year. You know, for most of the year, let him go and do his own thing. He'll be out of here. It's so much easier just to do it this way. Try to keep out. him out. The neighbors—they'll never find. They'll never find out. They'll find out. How are they going to know? They're going to know. They're not going to know. <laughs> <laughs> we watch way too much TikToks. So, so I have just determined. I've just determined that we need to do an episode where. I don't care who's on. I don't care if Kelly's back. Kelly, come back. We'll pick okay. apart Harry Potter. We'll, 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 <laughs> okay. do, we'll do three hours of just picking apart Harry Potter. I'll have to <laughs> reread them all. It's been a while, but uh, but yeah, I'm up for that. We'll, we'll pick apart Harry Potter and and call JK a horrible person. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Fucking turf. Uh, yeah. Um, I've got one more story. Do it. Uh, fan, are, are you a fan of the Wheel of Time series? I will. God, I have never read it. I'm I, sorry. I had a friend like heavily recommend it to me, like heavily recommend it to me. And I was going to get it from the library. And then I just never bothered to read it or listen to it. And then every other friend that I had was like, you don't want to read that. And I was like, well, th- these are wildly different opinions I'm getting from all sides. Uh, but I have I haven't read it yet. I, I think I read most of the first book. Um, I think it was like included, like it was a one of those I like ordered books or whatever, and like they sent, and it was like I don't know, like the first three four chapters, or whatever, and I I liked it, but I just never. I think when I went to the bookstore to like you know look into it and then saw the the amount of books in the series, it was just like. Mm. Um, but for, for those who are a fan of Robert Jordan's, uh, series, the wheel of time, uh, so Amazon is producing a, a, a series, um, that just finished filming recently. And, uh, the executives at Amazon and Sony pictures, having seen, uh, I guess episodes of the show have greenlit a, or have ordered a second season. Uh, so executive okay. producer and showrunner Rafe Judkins, who was on uh, was part of the Agents of Shield team, uh, is very happy saying getting a second season order before the first season has even premiered is such a vote of confidence. Of course it is. Damn, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I'll give it a shot. It can't be any worse than that stupid MTV Shannara series. That, that series had so many issues. Um, oh, God, it was a bad show. So uh, the, the f- series will follow a woman named Moraine, uh, played by Rosamund Pike, uh, a member of a powerful organization of women magic users called the Ace Sedai, who embark on a da- embarks on a dangerous and world-spanning journey with five young men and women, one of whom is prophe- prophesied to be the Dragon Reborn, who will either save or destroy humanity. You know, that old story. Mm. You know, I, I got to ask a question about Rosamund Pike, and I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, maybe you guys can help me out with this, because I have Googled and Googled and Googled, and I can't find anything on it. So, like, the first time I see Rosamund Pike is in a Bond movie, because I'm a huge Bond fan. She was in Die Another Day. She was the secret bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was the, well, you know how there's always, like, an evil chick, right? She mm-hmm. was the evil chick, right? And and I remember in that movie going, God, she's hot. And she was. She was very beautiful. And, and I liked her character. It was like a sword wielder, you know, kind of person. It was really cool, right? And then it's like, I didn't hear from Rosamund Pike for years until I saw her again in the movie um, The World's End, uh, which one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that mm-hmm. fucking movie. And where she plays the sister, one of the guys, one of the character's sisters. Yeah, and, yeah. And you see her again, and I'm like, you're looking at her and you go, did, did she, did Rosamund Pike have a stroke? Like, oh. like, do you know what I'm talking about? Or, or am I like, I'm not no. making a joke. I'm not making a joke because, because you look at her and, and her, one of her, like the, like half of her face looks messed up. Like she's had a stroke. Uh, like, like maybe she, and she must've recovered very well. You know what I mean? So I'm looking and it's like, I'm looking it up. I'm like, did, what happened to Rosamund Pike's eye? Nothing. What's wrong with Rosamund Pike? Nothing. Like, like, did she have a stroke? Nothing. You know, and I'm trying to feel like, I'm like, that's not right. Like, she looks weird to me. I mean, I mean am, am I wrong? Have you guys ever seen that? I, I don't notice anything wrong with her. Okay. That's, uh, well, now I want to Google pictures of her. I mean, like, like, I know what she looks like, and I've, I've seen her in a bunch of things, but like, I never noticed anything with her eye. It's, it's like her, it's, it's like her whole left side, the face, it's almost like, like she almost like squints with that eye all the time. You know what I mean? Like, huh. like it's, and it's like permanently in like frozen in that, in that position. I mean, nothing against her. I was just like curious. I'm like, Hey, what, what happened here? Because this isn't. Oh shit. I kind of see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see the one picture, oh, and no. but you see the neck, a next picture I see of her and the, the left eye looks open like i have no idea like it it is i mean every picture i'm looking at it is just a little a little off smaller but it wasn't like that in but it wasn't like that in die another day so maybe maybe they they switched it you know who knows die another day was like 20 years ago though yeah it was uh let's see if i can pull up pictures of her from that Frantically googling. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, she was so young. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way that she aged. I mean, maybe, maybe. her eyes aren't very big to begin with. No. So I mean, it could just be the way that the skin around her eyes has mm. aged. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she's she doesn't. Still, she still looks great. No, she looks fantastic. I was just like, it was just a weird thing that that. 
I tend to notice little quirks about movie actors and stuff like when their face changes, like, like I knew right away when I was a kid that, that something happened to Mark Hamill between episode like four and five. Oh (laughs) yeah. His face got like, yeah. Yeah. I'm going, I'm like, that is not Luke Skywalker. Did they change actors? You know, being a little kid, you know, and later on finding out, Oh, he had reconstructive surgery (laughs) after an accident. So, but Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you're a fan of Wheel of Time, that'll be coming out. That sounds nice. I might check that out. Uh, I didn't see a release date, but I'm assuming. Uh, And then one last thing, uh, Netflix is uh, trying to horn in on the uh, geek stuff. Mm. Uh, So they announced uh, June 7th through the 11th will be Geeked Week on Netflix. Uh, Interesting. Uh, so I, it, they're going to be releasing stuff around uh, Lucifer, Masters of the Universe Revelation. Oh, uh, God, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that. Yep. You know, there, we know those things aren't coming out until July. So I'm, I'm assuming probably that June is going to we're going to get uh, maybe the full maybe a, a full trailer. Uh, I think uh, the Lucifer series, I know, again, that's not scheduled to come out until you know, I'm assuming what's probably going to happen that week is we're going to get because uh, Umbrella Academy and uh, The Witcher are also mentioned uh, in that. So I'm assuming they're just going to start dropping out trailers to entice us geeks. I that sounds about right. I want an entire series dedicated to five. Which one is five? The kid? The kid. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I love him. Absolutely. I still haven't watched season two. Oh, it's so much better. That has season two has my favorite five moment of all time. Oh, I'm glad it's a lot about him. I there were things I loved about season one, and there were things that I didn't care for. And there's a couple of characters that I, I feel like they just didn't do justice to, mm-hmm. um, like the the big guy and the yeah. I heard a rumor girl, and it's just like I don't I can't connect to these characters at all. Um, oh, she she has a, she has a big role in the second season. I almost don't want her to. <laughs> I just I I didn't. You I know, mean, it's, it's actually it's really really good. Okay, so maybe if they if they make her relatable in some way, because they just didn't they didn't explore her character very much, and oh. didn't give the actress much to do, and she I didn't really feel like she brought anything all that interesting to it. But I I'm I'm willing to see what she does in season two certainly. Um, I loved uh, what's his name? Is it Robert Sheehan? Um, uh, the 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 brother with the eyeliner. The oh 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 um, uh, isn't that his name, Robert Sheehan? No. Um, I mean, in real life, Klaus. you're talking about Klaus. Yes, yes. Klaus, Klaus is awesome. Everybody loves Klaus. He's like the fan favorite. Have you seen Misfits? I have not seen Misfits. Bro, you get to see Misfits. He's in it. Uh, for like the first season um, okay. and then he leaves and they get other people well somebody else um, it's got him in it and it's um, I'm going to murder his name but it's like Iwan Rian um, who was uh, ugh, Game of Thrones the Ramsey Bolton he's in oh, it yeah. and a few other people and it's a really fucking great show out, out of England. Really, really, really good. If you like Klaus, you're going to like that show a lot. It's very, very funny. All right. All right. Uh, well, I'll have to give that a look. 
Yeah, it's like a, a bunch of um, like delinquent kids. They're all doing community service. And uh, there's some kind of event that happens. And after this event, random people, not everybody, but just like random people get weird, random superpowers. And nice. all of these delinquents end up with these weird superpowers. And you don't know going through the world who had us who got a power from this thing and who didn't and what it's gonna be and like the powers are weird and uh the whole deal with the the guy who played uh, klaus was that the whole series he doesn't know what his power is and he's like how could i not have gotten a power Um, his name is robert sheehan yeah yeah um and he's he's so funny in that show you like for me as a favor, you got to watch that show. All right. Well, you know what? I have to. I have to tell you two to watch. Both of you, you okay. Kelly and and I, I've told Joe and Kayla to watch this a million times. Um, uh, uh, Lovecraft Country. I watched the first episode. You didn't like it. Oh, I I I liked it just fine. I just okay. for some reason haven't watched the rest of it yet. Oh my god! Please continue it. It was so good. That's what everybody's saying. Everybody is like, holy shit, Lovecraft Country. and It's so twisted. It's so twisted. Yeah. Like the whole thing, you just go, what the? What did I just watch? I like, liked the, the first episode just fine. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to, I might have to go back and rewatch the first episode just to remember yeah. uh, what I saw and then continue with it. You know, I keep making lists of like all these things that I mean to watch, and then I just sit and watch random YouTube videos. I'll send you and, a list. Like, <laughs> I've, oh, I've got lists. Like I got lists forever, and then I'm just like, sure, I'll watch a real lawyer react to a thing I don't care about. Why not? You know, it's just I, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's well because it's so easy to just turn on TikTok. For sure, for sure, and like t- I, I, I've been getting into TikTok a lot more, and uh, yeah, it's just hole. like you're gonna fall down that hole. You're gonna end up. It's like you sit yeah. there and you watch a couple, and you're like, I just watch a couple, and then you go, you blink your eye, and it's three in the morning, and you're just yeah. going, where the hell did my whole night go? And like I, it's, I feel like these things are little, a, a little at a time, just like stealing my attention span. I used to read huge books, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. now, like, I, you know what, what it was, you know, what really made the difference was one. Um, first, it was when I got an iPod, and because uh, I used to carry at least one or two books with me everywhere I went, mm-hmm. and if I had a spare second, I would just whip my book out and start reading. That's what and, I do with Audible. That's uh, I do that with Audible. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Well, know? I started doing that with music, and like I wasn't listening to music and reading at the same time, so I would just listen to music. And then when I got a phone that could do all that stuff, now I'm just playing dumb fuck little games and like putting <laughs> blocks in places and stuff when I used to read. And uh, and and now it's harder than it used to be to focus on a book. I still read. I just. I used to blow through books like you mm-hmm. wouldn't believe. And Same. now I read so slow and I, I, yeah. I really have to struggle to stay focused. Yep. That's when I switched to audio, honestly. I've I been doing more audiobooks. Yeah. Cause I can't concentrate. You know? It's, it's hard though. Cause it depends on what book you're, you're reading or listening to. Cause sometimes, um, cause I like a lot of history books and I like a lot of nonfiction yeah. and sometimes you want pictures and sometimes you want, graphs and sometimes you want you know other elements and i found that uh, an audiobook is great for like a, a narrative 
mm-hmm. something with a lot of dialogue. Um, but if there's, uh, if there's too much information, like, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes it's really easy for me to space out for a second. And then I realize I missed something really important and then I have to go back and listen to it again. You know, it's kind of, so I I can listen to certain things, but not to, not to others. Yeah. Yeah. So Joe, you got anything else? Nope. That was it for me. Uh, So let's go look at the big board. I would say (laughs) it is pretty obvious who our winner was this week. It was not me. It was not you. It was not me. (laughs) You scored several. It was Kelly. 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 I may have hit. May have. May have hit our our highest geek point total yet. What? Twenty one. Holy shit! What's the usual average? Like Uh, ten. Ten fifteen. Yeah. Uh, Oh my god. Andy, you came in second with nine. Nice. Okay. And uh, I followed up at eight. Nice. In fairness, I feel like you know, like I wasn't uh, awarding. Po- I I awarded you a point once, but like I wasn't paying attention and I wasn't being generous with the points. Oh, so, no. I think if I had been, you both would have done a lot better. Why Why are you trying to take that from yourself? I, you know, I'm just trying to be honest. I was I was stingy with the points. You better You better claim this. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'll claim the hell out of it. Like, I'm going to make a hat and embroider it on there. <laughs> um, so, as our as the declared geekiest this week, it is your rights, responsibility, and duty to uh, let people know where they can find you online. Woohoo! Uh, you can find me on YouTube. If you search for meat and veg, it's M-E-E-T. T-I-N apostrophe uh, V-E-G If you type that in, I'm so sorry It will say, did you mean meeting Apostrophe veg? And that's not a thing So just be like, no I didn't I want meat and veg and then I will come up Um, Also you can find me On Instagram uh, uh, And it's meetin M-E-E-T-I-N underscore Veg, V-E-G You can also find me on Facebook Same thing, meat and veg With no underscore yeah, can if you search for you'll find me. Can you follow your cat? Can yes, yeah. My cat has an Instagram. She's an asshole. Uh, and her Instagram is look at my fucking cat. <laughs> so if you if you are curious and you would like to look at my fucking cat, now you fucking can. <laughs> all right. Uh, all of that will be in the show notes, including the cat's Instagram. Yay. Um Andy, where can folks find you online? Oh, God. You guys know where you can find me. Um, you guys can find me on the Instagrams. Uh, you can, can find me at the Twitters. It's all under the same shit. It's uh, the critical or the underscore critical underscore hit. Uh, yeah, that's just about it. So, yeah, you can find me there. And uh, as well as on Facebook, uh, the, crit- the critical hit uh, Tavern and Gaming, um, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure once once I get that thing up and running, I'm gonna hire Kelly, and she's gonna run all my veggie stuff out of there, and it's gonna be amazing. So, all right, um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Demorgus. That's D E M O R G U S. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us across all the social medias at under at blah 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 at the Geekiest Pod, all one word. Um, 
if you would like to get some of that sweet, sweet geekiest pod uh, merchandise, just go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash the geekiest pod. Uh, we've got the hashtag geek point merch there. We've also got the five headed logo. So that is there for your uh, purchasing needs. Or uh, if you would like to stop by the thrift store that Kayla and I own and run, uh, just stop by Secondhand Goddess at 4148 Davy Road in downtown Davy, Florida. Uh, if you can't make it there, uh, you can always check out uh, some of our higher end items, which are available at secondhandgoddess.net. Uh, we've got a lot of Disney stuff, uh, Disney pins and some vinyl mations and stuff like that so uh check us out there you can also get uh secondhand goddess merch uh through secondhandgoddess.net um you can also find me as the dm of the not safe for wizards fifth edition actual play podcast uh which kayla is also a part of playing jade the halfling rogue assassin uh and i of course am the dm so uh, i lose every week (laughs) (laughs) um I think that's about it for finding stuff from me and about me places. So go do that. Um, So we get to the part where we talk about, you know, taking care of yourself during the pandemic. I know a lot of places now, it seems like restrictions are lifting and people are are going out and doing things, but uh, still be careful. So uh, first of all, if you can get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. Um, Second, you know, Still wear a mask from time to time, you know, doesn't hurt. Still maybe follow the social distancing. Maybe, you know, make sure you're still washing your hands, using hand sanitizer. Yeah, like uh, Ben Grimm would say, don't be a mook. Or as he would say, don't be a dick. There you go. Um, and, uh, you know, again, the, the, the quicker we get this taken care of and we get that 70 or 80% needed for herd immunity, the better we're going to be and then conventions can start and all that good stuff and amen uh, yeah um you know it's 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 impacted a lot of people's lives not being able to do the things in the public definitely uh, and Absolutely. and as always uh this podcast believes that black lives matter trans rights are human rights and love is love we appreciate you listening this week we look forward to talking to you next week later taters and, and as will would say Leave the world a better place than the way you found it, kids. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.